to uh, be a little geeky. <laughs> yeah, they said, you know, 15 years ago, people playing video games were geeks. And now it's like everybody does it. Yeah. Well, everybody. But I mean, it's like, you know, all the kids are doing it. So uh, they dug it. I had fun doing it, making noises. It'll be kind of a cool thing to do it. Who knows? It could be, it's, what's it called? Jack and Daxter? Jack and Daxter. It's in the game. It's a whole new, like, it's kind of like Zelda-ish. Dark Side, you ever play Zelda? No, that one I never no? got into. No, that was Nick? Nintendo, right? Yeah, yeah, The Legend of Zelda. Nick, yeah. you remember that? I remember Zelda. I remember well, not Zelda, playing. but you ever play video games? Or was, in your time, was geeky? Uh, no, we play, We all played video games and stuff. I never got into once it got to the Nintendo phase and all that. Though I kind of bowed out yeah. after Atari. I didn't get past. Yeah. I, didn't <laughs> I, I at least got to Ma Super oh, Mario cool. Brothers next. Pong was where you maxed out. Yeah, I bowed out after that. I just didn't have it going. <laughs> I'm old school. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Psycho just sent a message through after hearing me do my voice for the uh, Jack and Daxter. He says, Cousin Chris sounds like Cousin Chris has a future in video game voiceovers. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> right on. Uh, I got wow. two old schools for you one day. You're going to be replaced soon. You're supposed <laughs> to be the new school, son. I'm old school. <laughs> I think I said so you were old school with something else. Atari. <laughs> <laughs> what was the one before that? There's a company, a tel, not Coleco. Cal Coleco? Did Coleco make the first one? I'm not that sure. Pong, Atari. That, there was like, like the Pong game, right? That, well, Pong, Atari had Pong also. Yeah. It was like the shooting duck game or something. He had mm -hmm. a gun and everything. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But it was it was fun. It was cool. Good morning, everybody. How you doing? It was amazing talking to these guys. Besides the fact how successful they were. I mean, they started this little company, you know, when they were 15 years old. But also, the amount of money that is spent making these games. They told me the budget for this game was close to $12 million. Hold on a second. $12 million. Yeah. That's ridiculous. He said there are games out there that cost $50 million to make. Wow. And it will not be long until you're seeing $100 million games, which is equivalent of making a major motion picture. It's a big effing deal. Big effing deal. And dude, you see the hot babe that was working with them that was married to one of the inventors? She was smoking. This dude's mm -hmm. doing great. All right, whose choice is this? Oh, what a surprise. Psycho Dan. Excuse me, how come it says I have more time to talk? Oh, I give up. This is Hollywood Bitch, Stone Temple Pilot, Psycho Dance, Choice, and D. Snyder Radio. Wake the F up. It's Radio 104. Could I have been your little brother? Could I have been anyone other than me? My mic on. Yeah. Who the hell is this? It sounds like Dave Matthews' band. It is Dave Matthews. <laughs> Where's Psycho Dan? 
Dan says this is Dave Matthews' band. Yeah, it is. The computer says it's Stone Temple Pilots, so deal with it, Dan. The computer is wrong. <laughs> and it stinks. This is why this is why this whole computer thing might be a problem. What's going on, guys? What's the, I, don't, I don't know why Dark Side's looking at me. I just oh, no, says, no, I never heard a Hollywood bitch before, and it says Stone single. Temple Pilots. It's a, yeah, it's their new single. No, I've heard it's it on not the station. That great. Well, I've heard it on the station. <laughs> it's not that great. I couldn't <laughs> find it's an old Dave Matthews song. <laughs> they <laughs> totally ripped whoa, off Dave Matthews. Whoa. I know. So Wait a second. Started, I said, "Wow, he's really derivative yes, now." Yes. All right. <laughs> Let's get one. Yeah. I don't we know play, what's going on. Can we play uh, something from Journey instead? (laughs) (laughs) Just to fill in. This song sucks. I might have the real one here. Hold on. Okay, try it again. Nope. No. Oh, I wonder who's loading in songs. Hmm. I'm sorry. I couldn't find the playlist, and I went into the computer to look at the list of songs, and it was there, and I've heard it on the station. So It's not your fault. It's um, not your fault. It might be logged under Dave Matthews Band. You think it's like they made a mistake and was logging? Who, who's logging that stuff, Becky? I think mm. it's all the. Same. Oh, she's. I mean, she's here at night wearing her slippers and jammies. For God's sake, she's barely even there. Oh, we found it. Here it is. Yeah. yeah okay. Good. Okay. Here it is. Uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Everybody, sit back <laughs> and enjoy. Hollywood Bish, Radio One Hundred Four. I guess I'll hit the button, right? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't it either. <laughs> Derivative. He's going back to his so roots. Hollywood bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you if it's love, you burn me. He said we tried loving, touching, squeezing. He looks so upset. Listen, you hear, listen carefully, hear the sound of Psycho Dan's head exploding. All by myself. Nick, this song is good. Oh, I love this song. It's no, awesome. It's, not. it's one of Scott Weiland's best. Sapphire's <laughs> mistake. Just feel it, Psycho Dan. You Hollywood bitch. I know you like it. You care. See you, Scott. Boy, she's got out of prison. His voice is really smooth. (laughs) It's all like gargling. (laughs) (laughs) Next. <laughs> All right, step up. Who's next? <laughs> All right, it's enough. <laughs> A guy named Bahaba. Come on, squeeze up. A guy named Bahaba. <laughs> Sorry, Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you find a songwriter yourself. I know, I didn't even know it. <laughs> it's not that hard. Steve Allen wrote like thousands of songs. 
<laughs> okay. Yes, I go na 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 na. Hey man, we're sorry. We wanted to play your song, but the computer's all screwed up. Oh yeah, so that's we okay. Tried. Yeah, we tried. <laughs> Pulled out a classic. <laughs> we tried though. We got something else. Guy Baba. I feel a lot of love in this room. <laughs> I just fit. Oh, it's great. Are we done? Dove like in, you left. went for it. There's a minute left. Yeah, we're Stop ruining the song. The, nana, ah. the nanas are the best part, Psycho yeah. Jam. Especially yeah. at the end when they cut the music and they just sing. It's where STP waves their asses in the face of authority. In the butt. <laughs> I should retitle this on the prison song. Sing it to you, Doc. What a lyric. I gotta tell you, I always liked that song. Oh, well, thank you for my song choice. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Have every song on CD from now on, Psycho. Awesome. It puts the Beatles na 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 to shame, actually. <laughs> That's why I love them. So, so fresh. So original. <laughs> oh, yes. Stone Temple Pilots, so early in the morning, I know. <laughs> no, that was They're Journey. All... <laughs> that wasn't Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> it wasn't. Currently residing in the Where Are They Now file. <laughs> what? <laughs> Take your hand away from your nose and say that, Dark Side. <laughs> sounds like it was standing inside Dark Side Dave's father's oh, nose. Oh, <laughs> Stay with Psycho Dan, man. <laughs> Play it again. <laughs> Don't come over here. They're currently residing in the Where Are They Now file. <laughs> Where'd you get that one? Spinal Tap, man. Oh, that's, from that's the, good stuff. Yeah, I couldn't even stand it. All right, <clears throat> enough music. Let's get into the uh, thick of things here. What's going on in today's program? <clears throat> oh yes, part two. Moonchild behind the music. Very exciting. Very exciting. Um, you know, uh, Dark Side Dave. The story of Dark Side Dave's dark history, really. Kind of where he got the dark side when he was Dave Kilborn before he was Dark Side Dave, before he was dubbed Dark Side Dave by Reverend Dave Hill. Also, we've got hypothetically, all right, so you send us hypothetical situations and we react to them. A lot of feedback, a lot more feedback on behind the music, uh, trying to dig through some of that and get into some of that. Also, Beth Lockwood, as always, will have the news to entertain you, to enlighten you, to inform you. And by the way, one, one, somebody wrote in, they asked if all the other stations were stealing Beth news. It's true. They are. <laughs> it is true. That's it. Beth, Beth finds these, uh, these stories. She digs. She digs. She searches. She works. She's here within the wee hours just so some other phony baloney shows can come along and steal her ideas. I must suck. I feel your pain, sister. What are you going to do? You just keep working. Keep trying to be first. Be innovative. Create the news stories whenever possible. Make them up. <laughs> How do you know I don't? <laughs> I know. They're just you wacky must. enough. 
<laughs> that's just that wacky. Uh, lots of things to give away as well. Look at that, Nick. We've got Voices of Metal tickets. The big Vince Neil rat show that's coming. I'll stop to get Slaughter and Vixen. To ctnow.com Meadows Music Theater. Also, 104 Fest tickets to give away. Lime Rock passes to give away. Twisted Sister Tribute Record uh, CDs to give away. Good things going on on the show today. Nick, how you doing? You all right over there? Yeah, fine. Everything's cool. Been a little quiet lately. I've been quiet. Yeah, relatively. <laughs> all right. That's okay. Sort of laying back, taking your shots, picking your moments. Yeah. When you shine, like, you know, saving it up for the big, you know, say, Wolkit Country Fair. <laughs> oh, yeah. Saving it you up. You got any more Country Fair bookings? Uh, no, not yet. But we'll I see figure, what happens. Yeah, I figure after your appearance on Saturday night, the calls will be coming in from all over the country. Oh, sure. Yeah. Can we get that nut in the mandals? <laughs> 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 yeah, I didn't even show you yet my pictures with uh, Tony Atlas and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. I got to show them to D. Snyder told me to say hi to you. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Love you too, Bruce. <laughs> Go pick the cow crap out of your boots. Um, see, oh, see? Some people liked Sean's song choice yesterday. Michelle Z liked it. She said she loved Sean's song choice. And even though we gave him a lot of grief about it, she says the new Nickelback tune is currently my favorite song that 104 plays, and Sean was simply choosing a great song, not kissing up. Yeah. She's looking forward to seeing Sean rock out with his cock out at Crooked Street in September. That'll What's be Crooked doing? Street? Uh, it's in Plainville. Crooked Street. Oh. Yeah. Dark Side's uh -oh. going to be at that show, too. Well, we weren't commenting on the Nickelback song. That wasn't a comment on Nickelback. It was just, we were just noticing that, that it was odd that suddenly Sean had started to choose songs that were on the <laughs> playlist. <laughs> I mean, like actual ads and stuff, what we call an ad in the business, new, you know, new tunes, as opposed to some old, a nugget or two. We just thought maybe he was playing up to the program director. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's a good song. The... <laughs> I saw something yesterday. Oh that my God! Give me a break. All right, go ahead. Was that the knee pads in Sean's locker? Uh, yeah, it was actually. Um, he didn't have them on, but it was <laughs> horrifying what was going on yesterday afternoon. Well, tell us. Um, yes, was some sort of kissing up going on? <laughs> well, I walked out of our office and I saw Sean. On all fours in Todd's office, crawling around on the floor. <laughs> Can what? Wait, answer a question like a court of law, right? Were you on all fours crawling around Todd's office yesterday afternoon? Yeah, but let me explain what? why. <laughs> Just answer the question, yes or no. Yes, but let me explain why. I'm sorry, I rest my case. I, <laughs> I was opening the new CDs because I was looking squeal. for something that came in. And I heard all those the, sounds. You know that when there's like a hundred different CDs, all the packaging gets thrown all over the floor. So I was picking the stuff up off the floor. Dude, you were... On all fours in another leaving. <laughs> it had to be a pretty scarring sight. It was Leave disgusting. It. Sean, uh, 
You're 30 something years old. How do you expect to get a raise if you're crawling around <laughs> on all fours in another man's office? Is like there that? plumbers, plumbers crack going on now? Oh, it was disgusting. Oh, Sean. oh my God. And no, it, there it was the, not. It wasn't like you go down and you're going to pick something up. Sean was crawling, Sean was opening Todd's mail, made a mess all over the room, and I see the kid crawling around like a baby on all fours. <laughs> it was so great. That's it. Show, show Todd your thong. Down. What's that? You show Todd your thong. <laughs> Give a little no. thong. It wasn't like that. I was just trying to, you know, make, pick up the mess that I had created. It's kind of bizarre. I got to agree with Nick. I mean, if I was in that situation, I'd probably bend over to pick it up or I'd crouch <laughs> down to pick it up. Beth, right? You, you, you I sort definitely of squat wouldn't and pick start the stuff up. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Was Todd in the office? Oh, yeah. No, I, he was not. Yes, Todd no. was in the office. I saw him. No, he wasn't. Dark side, what did I hear from Todd's office? It was <laughs> going on. I, I heard Todd. I saw him walk out. Come on, squeal. Squeal. That's what he heard from Todd's yeah, office. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, it, no, it was like, and I got mad at Sean. I was just like, listen, dude, what's wrong with you? You're 30 years old. You're crawling around on all fours <laughs> in our boss's office. That's disgusting. Disgusting, dude. It's gross, Sean. It was a sick display. You know, leave Did it. you see Dark Side Me, D, any of these people, anybody back here crawling around another man's office? <laughs> I would moan in a lady in that. <laughs> I don't know, D. I'm sorry. It was leave just it to really you. disturbing. No, leave it to he you. He found to think Captain so. Winky! <laughs> I can't defend myself. All right, just fine. All right, whatever you think. I guess saying, whatever I you think. Yeah, well, it, it just is odd. At least you could have done it shut the door. <laughs> yeah. Hear what, what Todd was saying in there. <laughs> yeah, I could hear everything. It was disgusting. It really grossed me out. See, now I think you're making up a story here because Todd wasn't in the office at that time. Yes, he no, was. No, he wasn't. Are you sure? The debate Positive. Will yeah, no. It's, it, oh, I, well, no, you, no, you're right. You I feel can't, shame. I can't defend myself against Nick and Darkseid. They're totally right. They're 100% right. Whatever they think is true. Whatever. <sighs> okay. So your Rubs story the lotion is... on its skin or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> sure, that happened too. Sure, you should. Actual audio of Todd. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> it rubs the lotion on its skin. It does this whenever it's told. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you got something weird going on. I mean, if you want to kiss up in brown nose, that's one thing. But, you know, verbally. But it's another thing to be crawling around like a baby on the floor. Man. Gets the yeah, hose right. again. No, I remember that too. He said that too. I do, me. <laughs> oh, it could have been worse. Nick. It could have been laying naked in a fetal position. Okay. Ralph, enough for beating this guy up. Uh, this is morning beating. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> been in the barrel. It's only 6 30. Can we stop this cruel game <laughs> and allow the boy to keep one shred of dignity? <laughs> <laughs> what a loss, Chris Farley. We hardly knew you, man. We hardly knew you. <laughs> okay, okay. Take a break. We're going to come back. It's time for the recap. Ah, uh, here's today's show. Recap. Title Sean felt the special lax dressing room scenes. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
I guess he's Sean's talking about Twisted Sister behind the music. <laughs> <laughs> Ahead, Not enough yeah. of those in there for you. There we go. Just you want to see? It, was, it wasn't behind <laughs> behind closed doors. It was behind the music. <laughs> okay. Fun. Okay. Well, they are. <laughs> I don't think you have to encourage them. Okay. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get into the recap from yesterday's program. We got a little, little announcement regarding uh, upcoming upcoming March of Dimes ride that I'm uh, going to be. Master of Ceremonies of, I don't know what I am, Grand Marshal. The guy out in front, that guy. Okay, I'll tell you all about it. When we return with more T. Snyder Radio, this is Radio 104. T. Snyder Radio. Get used to it. Highest in quality. I kind of like it. Best for you. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. We're off to a good start. Radio 104. Beat up for some reason today. I have been burning the candle at both ends. I guess, yeah, that's true. State of Sunday, I was up late last night again. Just like this sleep thing. <laughs> Gotta Gets have in the way. it. <laughs> uh, I want to tell you about this, okay, people? The March of Dimes ride, it's Bikers for Babies, zero to hero in 60 seconds. That's what they're saying. That's right. The benefit for the Connecticut chapter of March of Dimes going on, presented by Indian Motorcycle of Weathersfield, Connecticut. The ride is Sunday, September 9th. Listen to this. And it's going from Middletown Elks Lodge to the West Westbrook Elks Lodge. The goal is to raise $50,000 and have 1,000 bikers participate. So what's going to go on? Well, at 11 a.m. on Sunday the 9th, we're all going to get together, and we're going to do a number six. Darkside, can you tell what a number six is, my friend? Well, that's where we go riding into town. A whopping and a whopping. Every living thing that moves within an inch of its life. Actually, that would be a bad thing. No. Contrary to what I just said, we're just going to go for a ride, man. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a 40-mile ride throughout the Connecticut River Valley to the Westbrook Elks Lodge. And I've seen the route, Beth. You guys were telling me. I've never driven the route. But you were saying it's like all down along the shoreline. It's like beautiful part of the state. Well, that sort of Connecticut River Valley is really pretty. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. All those bikes, all those people... Everybody doing a great thing for the March of Dimes, okay? And what you got to do, registration begins at 9.30 a.m. on Saturday, March 9th at the Middletown Elks Lodge on Maynard Street in Middletown. The entry fee is 25 bucks for riders and passengers to ride. And riders will be eligible for incentive awards if they collect donations. You know, there should be a phone number here for more information on that, Nicholas, because... That's one thing that's missing. People want to say, well, how do I collect donations? Because that would be helpful. Hey, check this out. There's going to be a pre-event registration party Saturday, September 8th from 4 to 7 p.m. at... You're going to be shocked by this, Beth. Bikers at Hooters. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> yes, that's right. Hooters on the Berlin Turnpike in Weathersfield. And participants can pre-register for the ride while enjoying food, fun, and... Fault line. 
<laughs> who cool. will be performing live at the pre-registration party, okay? Yeah. That's nice I'm gonna of get you guys, Sean. Thank you. Yeah. I'll be talking more about this between now and then, so I'll have that phone number for you on the next time I talk about it. But, you know, if you're a biker, join the party. Chicks join the ride. Because I rarely wear underwear, and when I do, it's usually something <laughs> I did not even hit <laughs> this one. Just something you wanted to tell us, Dark Side? No, I don't know what's going on with the computer. I didn't even yeah. touch that okay, one. Okay, okay, so you don't wear underwear. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. That's a little funny. too much information. That's good stuff. I just would have left off with boxes of briefs, okay? I, I really need the rest of that stuff. All right, so... Uh, Jot it down on your calendar. March 8th is the pre-event registration party. March 9th is the ride. And it's going to be a great one. And I'll be there on my Indian loud and proud. Okay, enough of that. Time for the... Oh, do I have anything here to tell you? No, I don't. We're cool. You know what? We should just... Should we get a traffic update now, Nicholas? Yeah, I guess we'll do it now. Get it out of the way. Okay. Psycho Dan, licking your wounds. Let's uh, let's get into it, okay? Uh, give us the traffic update, please. <laughs> All right, this traffic report is brought to you by MasterCard. Debit MasterCard is the fastest way to get errands done. All right, it doesn't look too bad out there right now. Just a little bit of fog, which is actually a little bit worse than the secondary streets. But the highways look pretty decent. 84 East and West, no problems. I knew North and South. South delay free coming into town. Route 2 is a smooth ride. New Haven traffic also looks good. 91 South is delay free, as is 95 South. No problems there. Route 8 coming up through Waterbury. No problems. However, in Norwalk on 95 North, near exit 14, the highway is shut down there due to a serious crash. It's been there for about two hours. And we have reports that cars have actually been stuck in traffic there for up to an hour. So try to avoid that area if at all possible this morning. At 642, I'm Psycho Day with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. All right, here's the recap. Entitled, Sean felt the special lack dressing room scenes. It happened yesterday on T-Signer Radio. This is Radio 104. Well, some bad news to you. A new survey shows snoring is ruining couples' sex lives, causing fights, and even leading people to contemplate breaking up study done in England showed one in four cohabiting couples said their sex lives have been ruined by snoring while more than half blamed it for causing arguments. One in ten of the 1,000 couples who were interviewed for their survey said snoring made them consider breaking up. According to the survey, snoring led 80% of the couples to sleeping separately and 40% Thought snoring adversely affected their relationships. Noise of snoring was likened to listening to a pregnant rhinoceros, a chainsaw, and as one respondent called it, hell. Was that Mrs. Wallace? (laughs) (laughs) No, it was Mrs. Snyder. (laughs) I'll tell you, I guess my wife is a saint when it comes to that. For the most part, except for the occasional punch in the shoulder. But, uh, you know, but I guess it's just so many other issues she's mm-hmm. dealing with. It's just, you know, it just falls down low on, on the totem pole as far as, you know, issues. But, you know, as if it's not tough enough. And for us snorers, it's not like we want to. We know it's not the most attractive quality in a man. Especially if you get the drool coming out the side of the mouth and your head sticking to the pillow. <laughs> the reason it's killing people's sex lives is because you look like a, a cretin. <laughs> who wants to have sex with you after they see you looking like that? Nobody. That's who. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. It's a bitch. Is your dad snore for you? know that for a fact, our son? Yeah, he's had his bouts with snoring. <laughs> <laughs> the house awake on many a night. 
Does the voice. size of the nose have anything to do with how loud the snore is? I don't know. Well, he went in for surgery one time for the deviated septum, figuring that may cure it. And um, I don't know. I moved out shortly thereafter, but uh, <laughs> it, it was pretty rough. It was like a sound tunnel, almost. No, you know, not ragging on him or nothing, but yeah, it was pretty bad. Some mornings, Mr. Wallace wakes up and the comforter is in his nostril. <laughs> <laughs> well, a school in Rome is teaching wannabe gladiators how to become warriors. Students don armor and are taught how to use a sword and shield during the two-month course. They not will, a- will not actually fight or harm each other in other gladiatorial contest, but learn about the camaraderie and lifestyle of the fighters from 2,000 years ago. Students take on ancient Roman names and listen to what passes for ancient Roman music, the soundtrack from the Russell Crowe film Gladiator. (laughs) (laughs) What fun is that if nobody gets hurt or anything? I mean, you know, I mean, how do you know you won? Well, maybe they... Like fencing, the little buzzer goes off. Oh, okay. Except when it's like like a battle axe, you hit somebody in the head, it's blunt or something like that. With a mace. Hey, hey, Nick. Yes. Can you even have like you go there? I hear they give you like a Roman name and everything. Mm-hmm. Like you'd be Fagus Among Us. <laughs> that be your Roman name. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> hey, that'll give me the edge I need. <laughs> Thank you. A suspected drug dealer in Boston thought he had a really good idea and chewed off his fingertips to stop police getting his fingerprints. Francisco Sanchez needed to be hospitalized for treatment after the attempt to hide his identity. Police say it was a poor effort by the 21-year-old who only succeeded in leaving his fingers a bloody mess. Can't take prints like that. Oh, my you, God. You can't take your prints off like that, they say, but, it, you know, it does make it a little more difficult to get them. I guess you really have to basically take off the whole finger because fingerprints really go down pretty far. They may have advanced illusionary schizophrenia <laughs> with involuntary narcissistic rage, but he is a very gentle person. That reminds me of Seven. Did you see Seven, Beth? No. You never saw Seven? No, I hear such horror stories about it. Plus, you guys have told me the ending of it already. Beth, the movie is... It's Kevin Spacey, man. Academy Award. I know, I like an Academy Award for that? It's outrageous. Dawson, you've seen it, right? Oh, that's an awesome movie. When he comes in and he slices his fingertips, his, his prints off with a razor blade continually. It's serial killer, right? Yeah. I don't and really like this kind there. of movies. They scare me too much. Detective, I believe you're looking for me. He's standing with his hands outspread and all of his fingertips are all bloody or bandaged. Just a flesh wound. Yeah, man, I was sick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to you, Beth. A Maryland man has appeared in court accused of assaulting the Cookie Monster. You may remember Lee Was McFatter. it a Maryland man's son? <laughs> or was it a Maryland man? A Maryland man. <laughs> he admitted to lightly pushing the female theme park employee inside of the costume. Oh, that guy? Yeah, you may remember this guy accused of assaulting the Cookie Monster. Yeah. Yeah, he says that he didn't attack her. It's just that he saw the Cookie Monster nudge his three-year-old daughter, and so he lightly pushed her away. Meantime, she was treated for a strained neck and for bruising to her ribs. Bystanders claim the Cookie Monster was knocked to the ground and kicked seven times about the head and neck. Oh, this this guy deserves a liar if ever anybody deserved a liar. So this case will continue. Liar! You feel shame. This is like, this, that's, 
close to the guy with the dog. Same kind of, you know, rage-filled idiot that the world's better off without. Maybe I could stick Mendoza on him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, we're back. Nice countdown at the end. How that worked out, Dark Side? Is it automatically? The timer go automatically on the piece, or you have to apply it? No, that goes automatically. Well, it's not working very good. The, the, the whole, I don't know, there's computer issues today. Good morning, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Does this thing mares you dots by any chance? <laughs> mares you dots and toes you do. Uh, <laughs> there we go. All right, we're going to take a break, come back, and it'll be time for the news. Beth, what the hell's going on out there? Well, I'll have an update for you on that California guy who went on the killing rampage yesterday. Also, kids can't tell time. Ugly people tend to earn less money. Would you want to know about infidelity? A new survey asks that question. Also, lots of Italian teens still paying for their first sexual experiences. <laughs> Old school, Nick. <laughs> and uh, do you watch scary movies with lights on or off? Blockbuster asks renters. Well, we're going to find out that. And, sorry to nudge your news aside, but when we return, the first thing we must address is part two. Moonchild. Behind the music. I can already story. tell. It's, it hasn't even begun and it's already starting to fall apart. Poor, poor, poor band never had a shot. Never had a shot. Yeah, it doesn't seem like the band, there was like ever a moment of like, we gelled and it came together. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when it was a team, it was like, Darkseid wanted one guy in the band for the pot, and the other guy was <laughs> angry because he couldn't play his damn bagpipes. and Two bass you know, players. So, yeah, <laughs> you had a lot working against you from the, from the word go, man. <laughs> we'll find out more, though, about Moonchild when we get to part two of Behind the Music and the News. It's all coming up next on D. Snyder Radio. And, of course, I got reaction. So stick around. This is Radio 104. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. I'm sewing your mouth shut. D. Snyder Radio. Oh, what better way to celebrate? On Radio 104. We have a very special guest for you tonight. <laughs> now back to D. Snyder Radio. Hope you enjoy this and stick around. On Radio 104. I hate wearing retreads. On your car? No. Ran out of socks. <laughs> Didn't even have the pair that don't match anymore, Dark Side, and have holes in them and, and no elasticity at all. They were used. <laughs> so I had to go back to the bag and try to find something that was relatively not too, you know, stinky and dirty and smell and screwed up. Oh, so they're dirty ones. Yeah, they're worn uh, ones. Uh, oh, like you never. I got a ton like of you socks, never. dude. I got a ton of socks. I got a ton of socks too, but sometimes the wash backs up, you know. You've and, been there, uh, Nick. Oh yeah, I know. But you know, I he got, just doesn't wear socks. You just let your toes hang out. Well, I got I got foot issues, so I can't wear the same socks two days in a row. Is that how it started? <laughs> it might have. Oh actually, my god! Back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Check yourself when you get home. I remember when I was a kid. I throw them against the wall. If they stuck, I wore them. It's old school, right there. <laughs> hey, all this week, tune in for Moonchild behind the music. At this time, every day. 
another installment. People are very interested to find out what went on, the man, the myth behind the Wookiee that we all know and love. Also tomorrow, Ask D. Snyder Radio, where you send your questions to Captain Howdy at clearchannel.com. And uh, we take on all comers. No problem, baby. We'll do that. But right now, I want to tell you how you can win my Sea-Doo. You're not going to say, what's a Sea-Doo, are you? Of course not. It's a personal watercraft from Bombardier. Is that how that name is pronounced? I have no Bombardier. idea. Bombardier? I think it is. Now through September 3rd, which is getting incredibly close, people, you can register to win my Sea-Doo. The Snyders have it for the summer, but I'm giving it up on September 6th to one lucky listener. This is how you, what you got to do to win. Register at any of the following locations, and there are three of them. Land and Sea Marine in Waterbury, which is where I got it. Be sure to say hi to the owners, Bob and Phil. Uh, or Humphreys East in New Haven and Humphreys West in Westbrook. Three locations. This Sea-Doo is a 2001 GS2 Seater. It's worth over seven grand, and it comes with a trailer. It's ready to go. We've been having a blast on it this summer, and we've only used it about a half dozen times, quite honestly. I mean, you've got the whole family to take out. It's like a big deal to go out, you know, Beth? Mm -hmm. But the thing that's great about it is, like, Suzette goes out without me. She doesn't have to wait for me. She's not big on waiting for me. If she waited for me, <laughs> nothing would ever get done, as she likes to say. She'd never do anything. But, you know, it's, it's, it's manageable. It's small enough. It just hooks it onto the car. Our fabulous Toyota <laughs> 4Runner from Toyota of Wallingford. And just tows it down, puts it in the water, unloads it, and her and the kids go for a blast. And it's, it's, it's awesome. The other day, they didn't get home till like, dark. I'm like, what are you doing out there? We're having fun. Okay, you're having fun. All right, so register now until Labor Day. I've got the sea for the summer, people. You can register and make it yours forever. Good enough. Well, just a couple quick reactions before we get into Behind the Music. Moonchild. People still reacting to uh, Zalman's appearance on uh, Millionaire. Jen from Hard Hit New Britain says she was shocked when she turned on the TV and saw Zalman on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Congratulations and best wishes, Zalman. I want to have your baby. No, I didn't say that. I am. <laughs> um, sauna Woman. Oh, oh, this is now a reaction to Behind the Music, Moonchild. Sauna Woman says she loved the Moonchild Behind the Music feature on today's show. Thanks for a great laugh. I can't wait for the second installment. I also, th I also thought that Behind the Music on Twisted Sister was fascinating. Sure. Sloppy seconds. <laughs> Sloppy seconds. Oh, here's one. Subject behind the music, Moonchild. Pure genius, a comic tour de force. I laughed, I cried, I loved right along with Moonchild. I'm so proud. Love, Matt from Agwam's mom. What a surprise. <laughs> P.S. The Twisted Sister behind the music was good, too. A writer's mom chimes in. <laughs> uh, Matt from Agwam puts his piece together for us, as you might know or not know. Uh, subject, Moonchild, a musical sensation. D, I must say that the first installment of Moonchild behind the music was hilarious. It, it's, a, it's amazing how bands get formed. Most are due to the love of music. Others because people have dreams of fame and riches. Not Moonchild, though. They marched to a different drummer. They formed in the pursuit of swagless weed. This, this could be an school. advantage. 
<laughs> this could be an advantage for them, though. Usually bands fall to things like money and fame. Moonchild never had to worry about those things. I must say, I can't wait for the next installment. Well, Clark's brother, you don't have to wait much longer. And the last word today is from Franklin Never Grew Up Now Blados in the Tuck, Long Island. Now that there is a moonshine behind the music and the guys are talking again, is there going to be a tribute album? <laughs> <laughs> All the old New Britain bands get together and sing on it. Yeah, well, maybe Twisted will cover a Moonchild song. Uh, and, and he said, even suggested you could sign copies at Caesars in hard New Britain. <laughs> you go there and have a signing. Be awesome, right? Okay. Well, obviously people enjoyed yesterday's installment. Stand, please stand by. Here's part two of Moonchild behind the music. I knew how I wanted the band to sound. Loud, fast, and hard. After the first rehearsal of the newly christened Moonchild, Dave found out that they were at least loud. My dad swears we cracked the foundation. I can't say we did, but I can't say we didn't. All I know is it's been leaking ever since. The noise level of the first rehearsal led to a series of unplugged sets in the Wallace basement, which brought on a general rise in the tension level of the band. We were huddled together trying to hear each other's unplugged electric guitars. Nads was humming. Swampy was slapping his thighs for drums. It was ridiculous. The need for space began to bring tempers to a boiling point. To begin with, the basement was like unfinished and freezing. We're sitting on like the smelliest couch in the world. And to make matters worse, Darkseid starts throwing out the gut bombs. I mean, it was disgusting. I quit the band like three times in the first week. Well, I mean, sorry to say, we needed him, you know? I mean, he really couldn't sing too well, but the rest of us were hopeless. So I had to do something. I don't know why this worked, but Nods had been complaining about half an hour. I don't remember what about. I never really listened to him, but then he quits again. Then Darkseid says, hold him down. So we all grab Nads and we get him on the floor. Darkseid pulls his nasty pillow off the couch, holds it between his ass cheeks, and rips off the loudest fart I ever heard. Nads figures out what's coming and really starts to struggle, but better him than us. So we hold him down, and Darkseid slaps the pillow over Nads' nose and into his mouth, so he's got to breathe through his nose. We're all laughing and choking, but Darkseid's real quiet. When he finally pulls the pillow off and he says, you quit again, you'll get worse. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Playing in Darkseid's basement was not going to get the members of Moonchild any action. So the search began for both paying gigs as well as a bigger, more pleasant smelling practice space. They found the practice space first, a big, airy studio with an added bonus. The place was a dump. I'll grant you it was a nicer dump than Darkseid's basement, but we had to pay for this dump more than we had. It did have a certain something, though. That certain something was in the adjacent building across a narrow alley in the hollowed halls of St. Constance Home for Wayward Girls. To this day, I still send a check to St. Connie's every year. They do great work over there. Things began to look up on the musical end as well. A high school party came off well despite the minor hitch of Weedman being caught selling oregano to a sophomore girl in exchange for her bra. Another high school party. Then a small get-together, kegger in the woods of Newington. Word began to spread that if you wanted some headbanging metal for your party, you could do worse than Moonchild. The highlight of every show 
was The Way We Were. Yeah, the Streisand song from my favorite movie of all time, by the way. I used to sing the hell out of that song. You know, it's funny, but it really was the highlight. You haven't heard the way we were till you've heard it with bagpipes and electric guitars at about 150 miles an hour. People even cheered during the bagpipe solos. People always cheer during my solos. Yeah, okay, whatever he says. Author of the unauthorized history of Moonchild, almost listenable, remembers the glory days. Well, what happened was my babysitter took me out into the woods one night to a party where Moonchild happened to be playing. And we got separated, and I ended up wandering over to the pickup trucks to see uh, who was making all the noise. The boys in the trucks were dirty and very smelly, but I thought they were gods. When Darkseid leaned over to the side of the truck and puked in front of me, I knew I wanted to tell their story. You know, I'm not too sure how we got there. I don't know, this little kid just started following us around with a notebook. It was pretty strange, you know? But uh, the thing was, Troll and Shovelhead, they got a big kick out of him, so we had to kind of let him stay. It gave us the creeps, but the girls threatened to hold out on us if we did anything to him, so we only used to torture him when they weren't around. It was safer for us. Troll and Shovelhead were very nice to me. I mean, they were even offering to help me lose my virginity. But have you seen them? I was young, but I had my standards. Let's just say you won't see Kate Hudson playing Shovelhead in the movie. Even a child can see that Moonchild's small-time success was being outpaced by big-time excess, and the strain was beginning to show. Sean, lead singer for Fallmine, remembers his first Moonchild show. They were playing this graduation party, and there was, uh, I just remember there was, like, this little stage set up um, in someone's, like, backyard or something. And I remember when I went back there, I saw these freaks just wandering all over the stage, staring into space and having, I guess, what I thought were, like, probably seizures or something. I don't even think they were playing the same song. I mean, every once in a while, somebody, they'd, like, bump into each other or somebody else, and they'd circle around each other, and they were getting bored. They started swinging. To be honest with you, it really wasn't anything that was all that pleasant to watch and probably much worse to listen to. I don't really remember any of that, uh, but then again, I probably wouldn't. Next, a pregnancy scare for Troll when the band's condom breaks. When Behind the Music oh! returns. Oh my god. Oh, it got better. Even better oh today. Oh my god. <laughs> nice review of the band, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Wandering around the stage and they started swinging. <laughs> yeah, they're just wandering around aimlessly. I didn't know that you guys had a biography that was entitled Almost Listenable. Yeah. It's quite <laughs> something. <laughs> <laughs> That whole farting episode, boy, I'm surprised the band basically threatened ads into staying with the group. Well, he wanted to quit. I wouldn't let him do that. <laughs> <laughs> desperate times, Paul. Desperate measures. Wow, very interesting. Very, shocking very interesting. behind the music I've ever heard. Oh, it gets oh, better. Well, I don't, it's going to get better tomorrow. <laughs> you really said, the band's condom breaks? <laughs> yep. <laughs> So we have that to look forward to, which is kind of <laughs> frightening, actually. Well, okay, you know, uh, it won't do. I think we need to do some news. Shall we, Ms. Lockwood? Radio 17-year-old Waterbury girl who claimed to have had sexual liaisons with the city's mayor, Philip Giordano, is now in state custody. The Department of Children and Families took custody of the girl after a hearing yesterday. She is one of seven children who have been removed from their homes as a result of an investigation into Giordano's alleged conduct. He is being held on federal sex charges involving a minor. So, <clears throat> what's, can we kind of check the scorecard here? We've okay. got the aunt, or we got this one woman. Mm -hmm. Jane Doe. Um, 
Jane Doe. Now, is she related to him in any fashion or just his, no. uh, his, his bitch? Okay. No, the, no. Yeah. Well, but, she apparently is some sort of hooker drug addict. Then we have two... And the paper this weekend revealed that there was something like 82 calls made from his city cell phone to her in a matter of months. She's a whore. This guy had a had a thing for that. Several in one that. day sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Now, then, then she had two, uh, two nieces who were under the age of 12? Two children in her care who she mm-hmm. allegedly farmed out to the mayor. Then there's the other niece, seventeen-year-old niece, paid to watch. That was one of her stories. Which oh, she allegations! At some point, She's recanted saying, uh, where she was and what kind of interaction she had with the mayor. Still up in the air. Okay, now that's four. You're saying there are th- the three three um, minors. There are also saying there are seven minors altogether that have been for some reason removed from their care where they are because of some involvement with Mayor Giordano well, or alleged just involvement? The, well, no, just that they were in the home of some of the children who were alleged to have interactions, so they found that the guardians in that home were not fit wisely. Okay, I've made the proper adjustments to my scorecard. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the update. Okay. Let's continue. <laughs> Authorities in Sacramento have come up empty in their search for a Ukrainian immigrant accused of stabbing to death five members of his family. They found Nikolai Soltis's car overnight in a parking lot, but a search produced no sign of the wanted man. Did you say the wanted man? I did. <laughs> they... they <laughs> I don't know if this is appropriate. He allegedly stabbed <laughs> to death children. I know. It's unfortunate. They were saying that he uh, just made me think of the big show Nick's going to. Everything leads to the big show, right, Nick? Everybody points. Everything points to rat right now. When is that show? Is that Friday night? It's Friday. You're it's going? huge. Take it like over almost, Hartford. Yeah, I have to. Everybody's talking about rat. I don't have plans. everybody's tongue. Where is it being held? Meadows. Maybe I should check Friday out that Meadows? action. Oh. Oh. The Oakdale? Yeah, it's at the Oakdale. That says on the sheet, Meadows. Even a, m- a more intimate show. It's better. I thought it was the Oakdale, <laughs> too, but I've been promoting... Does anybody even listen to this I station? I think it's the Oakdale. <laughs> yeah, it's the Oakdale in Wallingford. <laughs> I've been, I'm promoting things, and nobody even says a word that they're wrong. <laughs> Nick's going to show up at the Meadows. And, Where yeah. is Stephen Piercy? Well, I thought, you know... <laughs> is I this mean, thing on? <laughs> the Oakdale's a nice theater, but... Can't contain the metal. Yeah, I mean, you know, the metals hold <laughs> some like thirty thousand. Yeah, holds <laughs> like thirty thousand people. They'll blow the roof off the Oakdale huh? right. if we're lucky. It's Stephen Piercy. My copy here says ctnow.com, Meadows Music Theater. That's what I promoted yesterday. It's confusing because they're both ctnow.com. Right, but um, it's very different yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's Nick <laughs> trying to find Rat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Out in the field. This show's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hard fan, are you ready to rock? <laughs> Oh, maybe I'll go down there and uh, check it out. <laughs> Let me just do this Come quick on, where's story. Where's my reaction, Dark Side? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> we'll get okay, traffic. Okay, here's a story. Federal Reserve today expected to continue its aggressive reduction in interest rates. Economists expect Alan Greenspan and company to cut the cost of short-term borrowing by another quarter percentage point. There's no surprise. Mm-hmm. They're always... They, like, basically predict everything before it happens. I know. It takes the fun like out of it. knowing the sex of the baby. It's like 
sneaking and a peek at your presence Christmas morning. Yeah, we should have no idea. And it be, it's a quarter point. Oh, it's so cute. You know, we should have some sort of reaction like that. Yeah, it's it's no biggie. Mm-hmm. The old ba- old bastard. He's got quite a nose on him himself. Actually, is uh, going to go there and he's going to mm-hmm. say quarter point, which is what everybody's been saying. The big shock will be if he doesn't. Let's get a traffic update from Psycho Dan. Well, new research shows that up to a quarter of children aged 6 to 8 don't know how to tell time using the traditional clock faces. Digital displays on devices such as video recorders, radio alarms, and cell phones reportedly are encouraging kids to tell time as it's written digitally. survey of 4,000 families found one in four 6 to 8-year-olds still don't know that there are even 24 hours in a day. Problem number one. Okay. How many are there then? I don't know. <laughs> well, you now know. you have kids. When did your yeah. kids learn to tell analog? <clears throat> not exactly sure. They seem to teach them in elementary school. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure when that starts, but. Didn't you teach them? It, no. Really? I, I distinctly remember my parents teaching us how to tell time, big hand, little hand stuff. Well, you had to. Then, because that's how you told time. That's true. You know what I mean? I mean, now, everything, the, the, the cable box, the VCR, well, that has the flashing 12 on it. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the oven, uh, the, mm-hmm. the microwave, everything's got the numerics. They just walk up there and read it so they know what time it is. You know, I mean, if they can read the numbers. So, the school teaches them, but it's really not very useful. I mean, it, you know, I mean, why? I don't know. I still, I still wear the watch with hands. I like it better. And so do I. I think so it looks nicer on, on a watch, kind of more classic. It's old school. It it's is. classic. I'm it's not breaking from the old school, yeah. And they're still teaching them. But I don't just, you know, they'll eventually learn. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, um, you know, te- it, it's kind of like teaching them not to, you know, go to the bathroom in their pants anymore. <laughs> I mean, some, no, I mean, you got to teach them. And some parents really freak out. Because if their kids take a little longer than normal to learn, besides the, it's disgusting, you know, when they're wetting themselves and stuff like that, but they freak out. But a friend of ours once said, how many 30-year-olds you know that are like still crapping in their drawers? They eventually learn. You know what I mean? They do. I guess. No, and I was like, he's sort of going, yeah, it is true. So the point is, I don't know what the big deal is. I mean, you know, the kids are capable. Everything is digital. Everything's just about, so they can find out what time it is, and they still teach them in school, and eventually they'll learn if they want to wear an old school watch, they'll be able to uh, to do that. Okay, old school and new school. I have an old school face on my watch. You have an old school on yours, mm-hmm. Beth? Yep. Darkside, you wearing a watch? No, I just got a pager. Which is digital. Which has time on it. Yeah, it's digital, digital, yeah, and I see you looking at that thing all the time during the show. When is his class over? <laughs> still. <laughs> Nick? You were you carry a watch or what? Yeah, I got a watch uh, with the uh, hands and stuff. So you're going old school. Yeah. And Sean, what do you got going on over there? Well, I don't wear a watch anymore, but when I do have one, it has the face, the old school face. Uh, is that because you're like you're throwing caution to the wind and you're being like a real true rocker and stuff? You I don't just, care about time. No, I, yeah, no, I just don't wear it anymore because it used to leave like a really bad white mark on me, like tan this, line. Yeah, tan line. So I am I lost without my watch. I have to have it on all the time. You know, you were talking yesterday about um, who's the guy from Millie Vanilli who's going around with a, some sort of shower karaoke thing around the country? Uh, is it Maurice? 
or something. Doesn't like matter. That. The one who's alive, <laughs> right? Fabrice is doing that. Well, this may just be a regional thing, but on Long Island, Flavo Flav goes from school to school teaching <laughs> kids how to tell time with the old school clock. Boy, <laughs> he's the best. He's got the I'm biggest they clock. I'm go national with that. Boy, the only problem is nobody can understand the word he's saying. Boy. Guest lecturer, Flavo Flav. <laughs> With a <the> big claw. <laughs> well, a new study says ugly people can expect to earn less than better looking employees. Study done. Uh, this is different. <laughs> there are some exceptions. A uh, study at the University of Texas studied pay levels here in the U.S., also in Canada and in China. And the lead researcher said ugly people can earn up to 10% less than those who have just average looks. The best-looking people can earn 5% more than the average-looking people. I'm excited, Dave. And that is why we hate you good-looking people, okay? We hate you. Just know that as you walk down the streets, all of us average people want to see you dead. <laughs> we won't do it personally, but to quote Mark Daniel Mendoza, you know, if you got hit by a car or died in a plane <laughs> crash, <laughs> I'll be okay. That's acceptable. Well, the researcher Nick. says that we're programmed from birth to think about looks. And if it's not your customers, it's fellow employees who are revolted by working with an incredibly ugly person, according to the lead researcher. Okay. Well, how ugly are they talking about now? They're talking about, like, <laughs> when you're actually vomiting? I don't know. Elephant I man mean, ugly? Revolting or, I mean, is really... A it's really a tough word. Yeah, how many people are that ugly? <laughs> the bitch Seriously. Ugly. <laughs> very, very few. Yeah, thankfully. And they're, they're in closets and stuff, so it's you don't have to worry about them. <laughs> no, it's just the person's face. The bitch ugly. <laughs> well, more than a third of people surveyed say they'd prefer not to know if their partner is being unfaithful. This research carried out for Marie Claire magazine showed 34% of men and 37% of women would prefer to be kept in the dark. Similar numbers said they would call off a relationship if they found out about infidelity. I was born in a lady in that. <laughs> I have always said this. I have always said that I don't want to know. Yeah. If that's the case. Ugh, it's so tough. I guess i would i don't know there's a part of me that says i'd prefer not to know but then Let's, another part says if other people know i don't want to feel like i'm the fool and the last person to find out i'm okay with that yeah you are <laughs> <laughs> well I, i'm assuming that i don't know that anything's wrong with the relationship i guess i'm assuming that i feel you know that the relationship is you know what i mean the relationship mm -hmm is going to come apart. It may be because of the affair she's having with somebody else, and, and maybe it's going to come apart at that point. But if a relationship's going great, and I'm not having any problems with it, you know what I'm saying? The problems are going to, there's going to be mm -hmm. problems with it. And you know what they say a lot of times, in, in most cases when there's, that's just like a symptom right. of, the, of the bigger issue, you know, that there's already problems in the relationship when the extramarital affairs start. So, but the fact is, if I'm, if everything's going great with me and everything's fine, don't come up and tell me my wife's boning some guy. I don't want to know about it. I do not want to know about it. I think if I I'd, find out about it, then I have to do something about it. I think I'd want to know. And uh, once I knew, I think that I would have to end it. There you go. It's over, Jenny. 
There you go. So mm-hmm. everything's fine. You guys are getting along great. You couldn't be happier. Your life is fruitful. Your your sex life's great. Your 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 you get your friends. Your everything's fine. You want to know that he's boning somebody? I do. And the whole thing comes apart. That's right. Because it's a lie. Okay. I'm just I, I'm just checking. I was just you know I was I, I was okay. putting you under cross examination. So you can tell me if you find you. out. <laughs> it's over, Jenny. I'm not telling you. All right. I'm not telling you. You I'm wouldn't tell me. You. No, I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I probably say to you, how's things going with you and Glenn? You say, great. Really happy, huh? Really happy. How's things on your face? Oh, my God. It's just like, he's like the best friend that I always wanted to have, and yet he's my lover, and he's my, my everything. Why? No reason. I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me... You tell me things are kind of crappy. I don't know. I don't. Everything's on. You know. If you start telling me that things are not going really good and, mm-hmm. and you're not sure about what's going on, at that point, then I may say, "Listen, Beth, this guy's." And I'm just hypo- I'm making this up, mm-hmm. by the way. This guy's, you know, stepping out on you and blah blah blah. Then I tell you. But you tell me everything. You got a big smile on your face. I'm not wiping it off. Dark <laughs> side. You're about to, you know, get tied the knot. You're living with somebody. How do you feel? How do you feel about it? You want to know? You want your friends to tell you? Oh, yeah, totally. Definitely. Because you got to think, that's the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. You want to make sure you're spending it with the right person. And if she's out hoeing around doing something wrong, yeah, I want to know. I want to know if I'm making a mistake. Trust is gone. Yeah. What if she views it as practicing on the side to be better for you? <laughs> no, thanks. We're all right. We're, hmm. we, we're all right. <laughs> you're pretty happy with the way things are. I'm, she doesn't need I'm to practice. perfectly happy with the way things are right now. So everything's good, good. You're all happy. Everything's fine, and then you you're ready. Somebody find knows something that you don't know. You want them to come in and just destroy your world. Obviously, yeah. she did it. Yeah, it's not your. Well, yeah, exactly. But. It's not like he's destroying it. But yeah, I'd want to know, dude. I want to know what's going on. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want to be like you know sitting there thinking life is all hunky dory, and then. Next thing you know, you know, I find out on my own. No, I'd rather have somebody hit me to it. Well, D, how about if you did find out, even though you wouldn't want to know, would you recover or you think that you'd have to end it? You know what? I'm smarter than you guys. I mean, you do have four kids, so that's something that... (laughs) I'm smarter than you guys. I'm smarter than you guys, and I also happen to know that lots of relationships don't end after infidelity. I mean... I, I think more don't end than do end mm-hmm. over an infidelity. Mm-hmm. So at that at that point, of course, you know, I, I'd be devastated, but I think that, you know, with everything that's on the line, probably try to find out what's going on and what's wrong and, you know, why is this happening? You know, and, and, and when it happens, I couldn't tell you until it does happen. Hopefully it doesn't, but how I'd react you know I may just be mm-hmm. completely just blown away and and you know I'm right now I'm Mr. Rational Guy it's easy to be rational when you're sitting on the outside just talking about it in hypothetical terms we are treading on hypothetically aren't mm-hmm. we uh, hypothetical ter- you know situation so I don't know I might just get in there and just become overwhelmed emotionally and, and say that's it but object- sitting here being Mr. Rational Guy I'm going I got four kids I've got there's a lot here you know, there's a lot, a lot of history. So I'm being really logical and saying, you know, I try and get figure out what was going on and and why we were having problems with the relationship and where were things going wrong. Nick, you are like so far removed from this possibility, <laughs> uh, but just 
Just out of curiosity, swinging yeah. dick guy, what is he thinking like down the road somewhere when he meets that magic person and they have that relationship? Want to know? Uh, you know what? I'd rather not know. I'd rather not know because... Hey, you ain't a chick! <laughs> yeah, so many of my girlfriends, for some reason or another, have uh, cheated on me. <laughs> and then when you find... <laughs> yeah, can you believe that? And then when no. you find out, <laughs> it totally sucks. Like like you said, it'll come up somewhere else. If somebody's boning somebody on the side, it's going to come out in their behavior in some way or another. And then, you know, the relationship isn't really what it should be anyway. So then, you know, you cut them loose there but um i'd rather not know and find out just through certain vibes in the relationship you know but everybody's cheating on me kind of in one way or the other but yeah we could talk about this like this is a huge subject first of all me and nick are in the majority as far as the study you just related to goes Mm -hmm. and uh you know but something you could talk about forever because what about you know the situation where someone sometimes you can discover things you know they by going out there say they go out and fool around and they come back and realize what the hell am i doing i've got mm-hmm. a great situation here i made such a big mistake and blah 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 mm-hmm. and they come back and they're like man you know i screwed up i don't this is a great thing I, you know like really makes you realize mm-hmm. how good you got it and then someone rats you out and then it's right. over i know? guess i would try to work on it but i I know that I would have a really tough time recovering from it. I think it's a good thing, just about being married, that you make this public announcement. You cheat on me, I'm breaking up with you. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's very important, actually. I think you're making the right decision right now for this time in your life. Down the road when you're married, you can receive, say, ah, pretty considered. Mm. Oh, well, not that you would. Um, So we'll take a break. We just keep charging through here. No, we got to take a break. Okay. Stick around. We got more news. Life is beautiful. It's D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. D. Snyder. Can I just say that you rule the earth? But you can call me D. D. Snyder Radio 104. Got the message? Now back to D. Snyder Radio. Tomorrow on D Sign Radio on the road with Mudbone. I think he's gotten tired of his world travel. You know, he's been all over the place. Can so be tiring. Uh, yeah, it can be. So it's what they call globe trotting, they call that. So uh, we'll find out where he is tomorrow. Also, look forward to Shame of the City. Brand new. It was actually Shame of the Blankety blank blank blank. Have you any idea what the shames of this time, Nick, or are you guys still working? Sean and I worked out a couple ideas past couple days, so we're gonna see which one works best. But we promise we'll get a good one for you this week. Exciting stuff. People always interested in what you guys are working on. Okay, uh, you know, you know this. If you've missed the behind the music on Twisted Sister, my old band, if you know, you know uh, VH1. And I, I got to tell you, you know, I got to love that, that they just hammer these things. So this week, it was on three times on Sunday. Tuesday at 7 p.m. That's today. Tonight at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow at 11 a.m. Thursday at 9 p.m. Friday at 2 a.m. Then again, Monday, 
we're talking about September 3rd at 6 p.m. Sunday, September 9th at 2 p.m. So they just, you know, they keep playing these things, which is awesome. But if you didn't catch it, you can catch it tonight. So you're in the loop and you know what we're talking about. And it's nothing less than an outpouring from the peeps in reaction to the behind the music. I'm just going to read a few here. We're going to get into a bunch more in the next break. Um, this letter from JP is pretty interesting, though. It says, uh, you asked on the radio what people got out of the Behind the Music D. I have a few humble observations. First, 40 minutes of actual showtime, and they used a good solid minute on your diatribe about fecal matter. That seemed odd. I mean, really, who cares? The story was funny and all, and I guess it illustrated that Twisted was not accepted by public opinion. However... Consider the public in question. They were tossing their own excrement. There are other animals that behave similarly. Monkeys, baboons, and bonobos, for, for instance. What I really find deplorable is that VH1 had a lack of focus on your clean and sober lifestyle and commitment to your family. I think it's a travesty that you are not heralded for these achievements. How many crybaby rock stars do we have to hear about overdosing and all their troubles lead them to drugs? Boo-hoo. You led the pack on the top, was there a pun in there, uh, on top of the world, and you did it clean and apparently maintained a healthy, well-rounded lifestyle. That's, thanks, JP. He writes much more about that. I don't think you meant that, led the pack. <laughs> Here's one that says, uh, D, what I learned today is that fame made your ego soar like the Goodyear blimp, and it made Mark the Animal Mendoza's body swell up like the Goodyear blimp. Whoa. <laughs> Uh, that was that came from the Wolverine, Peter, aka the Wolverine. Here's an interesting letter. Uh, Michelle Z informs me that Chaz was freaked out by my package, and she thinks that I stuffed it. Yeah, there were a couple scenes where the quote armadillo in the trousers ran through my head. <laughs> well, thank you, ladies, for noticing. They see us on stage with tight trousers. We've got, you know, armadillos in our trousers. I mean, it's really quite frightening. I was. There was this one scene where you're wearing these skin-tight jeans and that area is a little worn away more oh, than you know the what? other Believe part it, of the I pants. noticed it. Oh, my God. Well, they focused on it. They did an extreme oh, close-up of the I know, shot. and they kept playing that over and over. I, I never realized that the the DP on that video must have been very into my crotch, oh, but the yeah. whole thing is like <laughs> focusing, and I'm going, my God, it looks huge. Well, you had, was, let's be honest, tight. you strategically adjusted it. You had to have. Uh, I'm telling you the God's honest truth. I am, I've told you, I've told you, I'm a little bigger than average, but I'm not some monster, but it, I'm bigger than average, but that was like, that was Tommy Lee-esque. And I didn't. I wasn't stuffing or nothing. It was just the angle, I guess, and the worn spot on the jeans for me grab my crotch. Remember, they, somebody wrote and said I grab my crotch all the time. Well, look how worn that area was because those were stretch jeans. Because they used to make them for me. It was skin tight. Julie <laughs> Skin tight. Oh, this is pretty funny. Yeah. I, there, there was the movie uh, Rockstar that's coming out. Mm -hmm. I saw an interview with Mark Wahlberg, and he talked about learning how to move like an 80s metal rock star and he said it was really tough for him because he's an 80s rap guy mm -hmm. you know he says but the minute i put on those pants that's exactly said the minute i put on the pants you can't move around like you do when you rap with those big baggy pants with the tight pants on you can't but the, the letter from michelle says at the bottom which i like it more it says so chaz is freaked out by my package 
Thanks for checking it out, Chaz. Uh, it says uh, that, she, that she doesn't think that I stuffed, uh, and Nick doesn't either. Were you in the air talking about my package, Nick? I wasn't talking about your package, D. She brought it up, though, and Sean and I were in there, and I was. I told her that I was a little freaked out about it. It was a real sweetheart. It kind of jumped out at you. I mean, there was no avoiding it. You had to see it, and it, you're sitting there walking, and it, it kind of grossed me out a little bit, to be honest with you. I mean, <laughs> you could see the lines in your jeans, dude. I don't know how you want to say anything. It's like you put it to the side or something against your leg. I mean, you could see it coming. It's like, get it out of my face. Exactly. Somebody wrote here. I mean, I you, could, which you letter should be arrested. Somebody mentioned you really are half a heave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really think he could have been arrested. Oh, I don't think he's a question about where it is, dark side. <laughs> Did you have to lie down on the don't bed and pull up the zipper the beef? <laughs> <laughs> with the hanger? No. <laughs> yeah, you, get, <laughs> you should receive some sort of citation for so, something like that. I mean, come what, on, what, what, A citation? <laughs> Some kind of A citation. demerit? Yeah, something. I mean, that's that's really, I don't know. I, Let me just tell you, the guys, I mean, that was nothing. <laughs> I remember the guys being actually embarrassed to go out on stage with me in some of the outfits. I'm talking about the early days. Suzette used to make me Outfits. I don't know what she was thinking. I mean, maybe I, I don't know, but she used to make me outfits that was so sheer and so tight <laughs> and so revealing. <laughs> you could count the pubic hair. Oh. Okay, I mean, uh, and and you know, Mako said the first thing. He said the first time he ever saw my buddy Mako. So he walked into a club. He had never met me yet, and he just saw, saw a big yellow banana. I had these yellow spandex pants that had suspenders that really pulled it up into the crotch. Oh. And as he jumped around on the stage, this thing, by the end of the show, would be down by my knee. Aww. I mean, it was like, just from Aww. gravity. It was we powerful. We get the powerful. idea. Anyway, the guy, with, I remember Eddie just used to cover his eyes. He goes, oh my God, I don't believe you're wearing that on stage. I'm like, what? He goes, dude, you can see a Johnson, man. You can see everything. <laughs> but I say, hey, man, Suzette made it for me. Well, let's, let's, let's go. Let's That's rock. <laughs> let's rock it out with your cock out. <laughs> It's pretty old offensive. school. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, on stage it's okay. You know, Nick. you're performing, but I'm telling you, it works. Oh. It's a statement, man. You know who you are. I mean, if, if I saw you walking down the street like that, I would really have to turn away. I don't know. I would want somebody to well, restrain that, that explains you. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> now I know the way. I thought it was. I thought it was the way my face was getting a reaction. Yeah. It was my giant armadillo that they were afraid of. Yeah. Somebody's. <laughs> How about a Mr. Twinkie or Winky or whatever that guy's name is in there? Oh, man. All right. <laughs> yeah. Sean's already, I understand, snipped out that piece and put it on a loop on his VCR. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. It's a screensaver on his real sweetheart. <laughs> screensaver. Oh. <laughs> uh, Okay, okay, you know what, let's get a, uh, we get back to the news. Can we get a traffic update for Psycho Dan? Well, nearly four in ten Italian teenage males had their first sexual experience with a hooker. What's that? According to a new survey done in Rome. 37% of 14 to 18-year-olds polled had paid for their first sexual encounter, either with a prostitute or a transsexual 
Respondents said they did it because they feared failing the first time with their own girlfriends or because they gave in to pressure from te- peers telling them to do it. That's old school, man. Yeah. It's old school, and I can understand it. <laughs> I can. There's a lot of pressure that first time, you know? I mean, even though the person you're with usually, as a rule, is not like a seasoned vet, except in my case. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, here there's a person who has no, is just completely non-judgmental, you know? I mean, just, you know, go in there and get it done, get it over with. Wow, no names, but do you know anybody who first time was a hooker? No, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I was just going to say, is anybody here know anybody who's done that? I mean, that's really, like, you hear about that in the military and stuff. I or mean, about... You, know, you used to hear about that. Italian dads taking their sons to hookers. That Ooh, old story. Uh, Got to teach your boy right, you know? <laughs> so, to anybody... Uh, uh, so, yours wasn't a hooker, right, Nick? No. Actually, it was a girl I met in church. Now, the other tec- old school way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, technically, Dark Side, uh, Shovelhead, and Troll, although the <laughs> quantity they had was of a hooker since they were never actually paid for their services, they're not hookers. Right. There's a difference between a hooker and a slut. Right, exactly. It's a fine line. <laughs> That's right. Eggs, there's a fine line between a hooker and a slut. So, so yours was a slut, but not a hooker. That's right. Okay, got it. Well, here may be another piece of that puzzle. Researchers say Italian women are just too tired for sex and that their men are to blame. Polling Institute said women spend eight hours a day working and then do almost all of the housework with husbands, averaging only 15 minutes a day helping around the house. They say the hectic schedule leaves the women with less than an hour for lovemaking every 15 days. They say the men are just not helping enough and the wives are unhappy. And have no time. No time, no time. Well, I mean, you know. Look, you know, the, the hour's not much. But In 15 you know, days. We, but we understand. And we are willing to break that into, you know, how many five-minute sessions? You get 12 five-minute <laughs> sessions in there? Yeah. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say, right, Nick? Yeah, yeah. Just you know, get the job done. More than enough. Yeah, hmm. We don't. We don't want. We don't have to deal with all that crazy lovemaking. You know, wow. just, just who needs foreplay? You know, what? What was that? Our country or is that Italy? That's again? Italy again. So, what's the statistics over here? You think? You think it's uh, worse or better? Well, hopefully, the men help around the house a little bit more. Uh, well, I think we did a study. Didn't we do a study recently, or read a study? Something the fact that men were helping out a bit mm-hmm. more than they used to back in the back in the day, back from the back I'm talking about nuclear family. That's back in the day. Nowadays, men do help out a little mm-hmm. more. Well, a lot of times know, the women are working as well, so I guess everybody pitches in. Hopefully, yeah, you got to. Yeah, but that's got to play into it too. Why do we get these studies? I mean, I need comparisons. I need comparisons. Like, all right, so how are the Italians comparing to America? Are we better off or are we worse off? Now, they mentioned it, though, that goes hand-in-hand hand with the hooker story. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they're, maybe they're, they're worse, since we're not going to hookers here so much, maybe they're worse off there than we are. Yeah. Nick, when the time comes. Yeah. I know you're always saying nuclear family, nuclear family. Love but that. this is the 2000s, man. I know. Adjusting. You, you're, gonna, you, you're adjusting? Yeah. 
You're gonna I'm going to adjust. Changes. You, you know, you, I got, you got to change a little bit. It's it's it, it's a different time. Yeah, I don't. You know what? I really don't mind doing housework or anything like that. If I'm with some bitch who's making a lot of money, I mean, I'll send her out there to do the work, and I'll stay home all day. I'll clean. I'll I'll get myself plenty of TV reading time, and everything will be ready by the time she gets home. Well, she I'm better be making a lot of money. I'm yeah. somebody's bitch. Yeah, if she's making like say five hundred grand, I'll just be sitting there having a great time during the day, taking advantage of all the luxury <laughs> items that are in the house. And how are you meeting her? You rolling up on her in your Civic? And uh, yeah, I'm going to meet her soon. It'll be cool. It's going right. to be awesome. She'll be like, you know, big lawyer or something. Be no, so she'll cool. be a big dominatrix. Yeah. <laughs> Well, a lot of people like scary movies, but some countries, um, people in some countries are more inclined to watch in the dark than are others. An international blockbuster survey finds movie fans in Mexico and Italy are most likely to watch horror films in the dark. 59% of Mexican respondents, 58% of Italians prefer to watch scary movies with the lights off. The scaredy cats look to be in Taiwan, where only 10% of movie fans watch them in the dark, and Australia, where 36% turn off the lights for scary movies. Oh, was that right? The criminals in Australia are afraid of the dark? <laughs> oh, poor baby. That's, you know, that's, that's genetic, though. It comes from only years that their ancestors spent in solitary. They're very uncomfortable <laughs> with the lights out all the time. Me? Lights out. But Me, I, I yeah. mean, for... For any movie, really, I like if I'm watching a movie, I, I like to create a little bit of the movie environment. Mm -hmm. When I watch TV, I don't turn the lights out, but when I put a movie on, you know, so that fires up a thing of popcorn in the microwave. That's fabulous use for the microwave. And turn the lights out and get into it. Whatever movie it is, scary movies especially. What about you, Beth? Lights out. I rarely rent the scary ones, but I think the last one I rented was Strange Land couple of years ago. Yeah, well, that's because your dad scarred you for <laughs> life with Exorcist at eight. But I do recall turning off the lights to watch it. Okay. And what about you, Dark Side Dave? Do you like a scary movie? Absolutely. Lights have to be out. As well, dark as possible. Be. Yeah, definitely. Gotta, especially, you, you know what? I'll say this, though. With kids, with little kids, and not that we watch every scary movie, but if a movie's a bit scary, they like the lights on. You know, you, you want to make it, to tone it down. For an adult... It gets harder and harder to scare me. <laughs> that, that surprises you, right, Beth? Uh, that I, you know, I want to enhance it as much as possible, you know? So I pay my kids to sneak up on me and go, boo! Every now and then to try and add to the experience. Nick, lights out or lights on? Uh, lights out for movies. I, I'm with you. Lights out for movies. Lights on with TV. No matter what movie it is, I kind of like yeah, that. That's weird, you know? right? Yeah. So, but if it's a scary a little, movie... I like a theater setting, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you need your banky or anything if it's a scary movie? A blanky? No, but watching porn or something. You know, it's different. <laughs> Paper towel. Well, good times for Patricia Heaton. Beth, just yes. one thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you're watching the, the movies, The Dark with Johnny Electric, mm -hmm. does, you know, the flashes of electrical <laughs> current, does it ruin the film? It can be distracting. <laughs> We try, try to uh, get him encased in a rubber suit <laughs> prior to the movie so he's well grounded. Glenn, I'm going to have to wear sunglasses so you don't cut it out. <laughs> uh, so uh, good times for co-star of Everybody Loves Raymond, Patricia Heaton. Add her to the list of people making a whole lot of money per episode. 
250,000 per episode over the next two seasons for her, according to sources. She'll also receive a huge chunk of retroactive pay. Her salary currently is between seventy-five and $90,000 an episode. That's huge. She'll earn between twenty and $25 million over the next four years. That's no kidding. That is just massive. Boy, if if your sitcom makes it, you can really clean up. But and she's not even the star. How many make it to that level? Yeah, yeah. How many make it to that level? That shows just you know. It's see, I'm dealing with that. I told I'm, I'm have a meeting. I think next week with VH1. They're really pursuing this Snyder's of Great Nick um, sitcom idea I had. And I say had because. I was actively pursuing it, and I had it in development with a few, diff- couple different companies over the past five years or so, and I guess it goes back a while. And now I stopped pursuing it because I'm doing this, and I'm really not interested in doing the show. And they got wind of it, and they've been pursuing it. And I'm meeting with them because, you know, this is a lesson to be learned here, Nick, is, you know, it never hurts to take a meeting to discuss it. So, you know, and you never know what is going to come from that discussion. Maybe, you know, maybe we'll sit down and, and we'll agree that, you know, they'll say, look, I just don't want to do a sitcom, but they still like the idea. So maybe they'll spin it off and I'll contribute as a consultant. I don't know, maybe something or maybe a show that I, uh, maybe I'll say, well, I don't want to do a sitcom, but I'd love to host a weekly music format show or something. So I'm going to take the meeting with them. But one of the things I look at is, the odds to, to give up, you'd have to give up your my radio career, which I'm not doing it, and the odds of actually succeeding on a sitcom, look how many failed sitcoms there are. The odds of being the Patricia, whatever her name is, everybody loves Raymond or, or Jerry Seinfelds, to make those that kind of money, to have that kind of longevity and that kind of success, are so slim. I just don't want to deal with those odds anymore. It's tough enough getting here, for God's sakes. <laughs> I'm just having a good time here. I'll just stay. I'm fine. Well, Nick, you'll be happy to know that Sylvester Stallone has sold a series based on his movie Driven to NBC. The actor, who of course created the Rocky film series, will, will not star in the project, but will most likely write it and direct it. Cool. Yeah. Amazing. And that was a relative bomb. I mean, it, it did good the first week out or something like that, but it really didn't do that well. Hmm. Good for Rocco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was hoping he'd put more of his, of his efforts toward Rocky Six, though. <laughs> Let me Aren't ask you a question. Mm. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. There he is, Sylvester Stallone. You yeah. see him. Yeah. He's across the room. Mm-hmm. The opportunity to approach him, introduce yourself, and say hi yeah. is there. I've met him, by the way. And, um, by the way, you see eye to eye with him. Cool. You say more. <laughs> Uh, I'll just test me to take off the three-inch fry boots. <laughs> Anyways, do you go up and say, hi, Mr. Sloan, mm-hmm. hi, Sylvester, hi, Sly, hi, Rocky, <laughs> or hi, Rambo? Oh, uh, I'd call him Rocky and say, what's up, man? I mean, it depends. Like, if I saw him out at night, let's say, and he's at a dinner or something like that, I'd call him Mr. Stallone. But um, if he's, like, you know, on the streets, like, if we came across each other walking down the streets in Philadelphia or something, I'd say, hey, Rocky, what's <laughs> up, man? You know what I mean? Because, you know, well, it's the environment you're calling <laughs> yeah. for. Yeah, it's the it's environment. Really, yeah. You know, there are certain settings where I can't embarrass Mr. Sal- Stallone, so I'd call him that, you know, like at an award ceremony. But we see each other. I know other. what Sean would say if he saw him. What's up? Hello, handsome. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I'd say. <laughs> he's Whatever. a good-looking guy, Sean. No, there you go. Yeah, of course he is. Scores last night, Red You're Sox. You're a good-looking fellow. Do you know that? 6-1 over Anaheim. Yankees beat Texas 9-5. Some sun later today, 80 for a high. Tonight, cloudy in the 60s, and tomorrow's sun returns and into the low 80s. It's 65 at 7.59. Listen to this lineup, for God's sakes. <laughs> Okay, I got your attention. <laughs> Great. Uh, Voices of Metal tickets. Vince Neil, Rat, Slaughter, and Vixen, as if it wasn't enough already, which was the top two. More reactions to behind the music. Uh, people wrote eloquently. And I've asked people for honest reactions, and now I'm starting to get some more negative not more as in a greater amount of negative, but some people saying, hey, you asked me to be honest, I'm going to give you my honest opinion here. It's the danger of asking people to be honest, mm. Beth. That's the thing. But, but, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. None of them were, none of the negative comments were said with hostility or anger that was said with, with love. Often an apology. <laughs> Please don't hurt me or send Mark the Animal Mendoza after me. And uh, oh, there may be some problems with that, by the way. With the Marty Animal Mendoza thing. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's not sitting well with a lot of people I'm involved with, and we may have some problems. The Twisted Reunion may be further away than we thought. That, that part um, about that he wanted you dead? Yes. I'll explain it to you I get back. I mean, I'm, that just rolled off me. I mean, you know, <laughs> bring it on, chubby. <laughs> uh, you know, so uh, uh, what are you going to do, sit on me? <laughs> uh, but uh, but other, I'll explain to you. There's some things that are mitigating circumstances. Anyway, also hypothetically, we're going to get into that uh, as well. You send questions to Captain Howdy at clearchannel.com. Hypothetical questions, we're addressing them. And Beth, you said there's some good ones in there. You were yeah. laughing out loud when you were reading them. <laughs> I was. People are really funny and very creative. You're funny people. You're a funny fella, you know that? So stick around for all that and more on D-Sider Radio. This is Radio 104. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. Making music that means something. D-Snyder Radio. You may not love me now, but I can try, try, try. On Radio 104. For the love of God and all humanity. We got a problem here. D-Snyder Radio. I have to control it or it will control me. It's crazy talk. Now back to D-Snyder Radio. I thought D-Snyder died. On Radio 104. Okay, tomorrow on D-Sider Radio, Sagan Zivas, Psycho Dance Game Show. We'll be playing that tomorrow with the now infamous, infamous, that's more than famous, Beth, infamous Blitzkrieg round. Okay, so uh, look forward to that, if you will. Let me tell you something. You know, something to be said about the old school. It was never dreary. It was never boring. People yelled, we screamed, we cried. We got fired up, we laughed, we hurled. Yeah! Life was good. Yeah! Now you get a taste of that. Just not a t more than a taste. A whole heaping, helping, heaping, helping of their hospitality. Yeah, heaping, helping of metal. Because the voices of metal 
is coming to ctnow.com Oakdale Theater. Not the Meadows. Nick was a little caught up. He thought they were bigger than they were. <laughs> the Meadows Music Theater. This Friday night, August 24th. What are the voices of metal or who are the voices of metal? I'll tell you. Vince Neil from Motley Crue. And you know he's doing all of Motley Crue's best stuff. Uh, actually, the guys in Poison told me that he tore it up at one of their shows. They, they did a big festival in Texas. And Vince showed up and played. Tore it up. Rat. The Stephen Piercy rat, as opposed to the uh, Bobby Blotzer rat that's out there. That's the drummer. Slaughter. I'm sure with all the original members, or just about all, well, one of their members died, actually, a couple years ago. Tim, so. All the original members that are alive. And Vixen. Remember those four chicks? Not really. Those four <laughs> hot chicks. They had that Richard Marks song that they, that they did a thing. They had a, a hit. Be strutting their stuff. Poison was a little bit prettier than they were. But they're going to be there, Vixen, in all their glory, shaking their asses. So you want to tune in for that. And uh, buy, tickets are on sale right now. But if you're calling number 10 at 860-666-4444, you will win a pair of tickets to the Voices of the Metal show this Friday at the Oakdale. Okay. Now, if I might, people are just... You know, I, they're giving, we got great, not great reactions. I mean, there are great reactions, but a lot of feedback on the Behind the Music. It's a big deal. And as I've said before, it's got to be kind of cool because I'm your guy. That's not an ego thing. That's just reality. I'm your guy. Much as I got pretty stoked seeing Zalman on the screen because that's one of our guys. That was our guy up there. You know, it's great to see your guy getting some recognition and some appreciation and I'm your guy out there and uh, and I hope you enjoy it when I get to do these things I'll tell you some of my motivation for doing it is for you guys like that 20th anniversary party I really don't care about those things anymore I mean you know like I'd rather hang out with my kids at home I know that sounds very exciting to you but I really don't care but I knew it was kind of a good opportunity for your guy to be someplace that was a Nash internationally being acknowledged and watched and to give you firsthand uh, bird's eye view of the goings on, you know? So I went as your guy. So when this happened, you guys, you know, you're all tuning in to see your guy and, uh, and big reaction here. Uh, here's a letter from Michael Pinto. A lot of new writers as well, which is nice to see. From New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, he had some observations. says, I was damned impressed by the tracing of Twisted Sister back to its infancy. The early archival footage of the band was terrific. There was a lot of that. I mean, I couldn't believe it. JJ's got some footage of him the first day they put makeup on. He was smoking pot. Did you see the footage of him smoking pot? I missed it. Certainly did. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> a newfound respect for, for, for <laughs> JJ Fred. Oh yeah, he was talking about the fact that he was a drug dealer in Central Park, which he was. And he said the irony is, I quit drug dealing, I get away from drug dealing by joining a rock band. <laughs> kind of the <laughs> opposite of the usual take. Yeah, it is. So um, anyway. I was particularly interested in learning of the influences of the New York Dolls on the band's stage appearance. Some of those early bondage costumes were truly outrageous. Bravo. Seeing the development of a heavy metal band with that same common ancestry was illuminating and helped to fill in a lot of the gaps in understanding the evolution of glam heavy metal uh, 
that looked that into the early 80s and mid 90s. Yes, that's one thing my wife said. She said she felt that it definitely cemented the idea that, well, Twisted Sister were the progenitors of this thing. They were doing it for a long time. You know, with somebody like Motley and all these other bands like slapped it on later. And not that they weren't fans of the stuff, but we were doing it for years when nobody was doing it. When everybody caved in. By the way, Nate from Portland won the tickets to see the Voices of Metal. So you can stop calling now, and we'll have more tickets to give away this week. Uh, here's a, says this guy, Dave in New York, says, D, the scene where you were playing, and you took the towel and wiped off your makeup, and you were screaming at the crowd, was breathtaking. Mm. I almost got wood. Well, that, was a, that was a moment. <laughs> he said almost, Dark Side. That was, uh, that was a moment in, uh, in history that stunned the audience. He said, P.S., Regarding the shot of Beth, she's lucky she's getting married and not staying single. Smoking. Oh, I thought I, I didn't really like it, but thank you. Oh, I thought you looked great. Oh, thanks. I thought I made a really goofy face. No, it was, it was a, a very... What do you think, Nick? Be I honest. think she looks really good. I do. Yeah, I thought it was, really it was a big, beautiful yeah. smile. It I went back to watch and I could kind of see these guys in the glare. Nick, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Oh, if you, you stop keep, frame, yeah. there's a moment where the glare kind of fades. But you, yeah, sure. you are loud and proud on there, Nick, with your laugh. I know, <laughs> loud, <laughs> just yeah, like that. I think that must be the day. It must have been the day that we took that clip because it sounds exactly like <laughs> my that. big <laughs> debut on VH1. And this is like it. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> have a got a good cameo. Oh, yeah. sure he did. You know? I ever. I ever. <laughs> Strategically placed, <laughs> right in the middle. I it's like he, he knew the. It's like he knew where the glare would be. <laughs> <laughs> Just outside of it. Yeah, really. Hey, <laughs> love. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to got more here. I'd like to get into before we do hypothetically. Okay. Can uh, I'm sorry, Psycho. Give me a traffic update, please. Like I said, uh, I asked people for honest opinions, you know, trying to understand how it was viewed from, from the outside, because I'm pretty inside. <laughs> pretty inside. Uh, Andrea from Milford says, and I, of course, everybody qualifies that they're fans of the show, so they're not trying to be hurtful. I said, I found the show very interesting. Wait a minute. Oh, it was a case of a struggling band finally breaking through and finding extreme success and recognition in the music world. I did find something a bit troubling, though. The show was called Twisted Sister Behind the Music, not Dee Snyder Behind the Music. Don't get me wrong, I think you're a great guy, an awesome performer, blah, 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 blah. I was simply put off by the fact that the show seemed to concentrate on you and only you. To be totally honest, I tuned into the show to find out more about the band. Uh, she says that she, she felt like she goes on to say the poor guy's got no credit at all. She says, I'm not saying you didn't give him credit, but the public and the media give them no credit for the success of Twisted Sister. Uh, well, what do you make of that, Beth? I mean, uh, I mean, you know, the truth of the matter is, I mean, somebody wrote, was it Barb Boucher or somebody said, you know, they were kind of, you know, they're trashing you. Oh, here. Amber said here, I think people that don't know you may not have gotten the right impression. They may not think you're the cool guy that you are. The reason why I say this is because of what happened between you and, and Animal, the one that wanted you dead. You were being really cool about it, and he was obviously getting pissed off just talking about it. The people watching probably thought you were full of it. I think I came off as full of it? No, I don't think so. She says, they blame you for the breakup, but they could not have had the opportunity to be famous and then break up if it wasn't for you. Wrong letter from Amber. 
Um, somebody set, wrote in, and I'll find that later who it was, but they, they said, if they were, you know, like, why didn't they just keep going without you? You know what I mean? If it wasn't all about you and if they were pissed off at you, why don't they show you by, you know, get another singer and just go for it? Interesting point. They just stopped. They just stopped playing. When I left, that was the end of it. You know, so, and I didn't make that. What I was telling you about the Mendoza thing is um, his comments, which just sort of, you know, I got I don't even think about it, not for a second, but it upset my kids. Oh, yeah. they're freaked. They're uh, freaked out about it, watching it. I can understand <clears throat> that. Yeah, and uh, they were hearing some guy threatening the father and uh, saying horrible things about him. If I heard somebody uh, say that about my dad, I wouldn't want him over the house either. Pretty much. Yeah. And my wife, who's friends with Mark, um, she says um, he's not coming to my house. He apologizes to my children because. Um, my brother, my brother Mark was said he was beside himself. He was like, "You're going through me first, bro." You know, like, mm -hmm. and I'm like, "You guys really like took it like that? Was that affected by it?" But try to understand. I think that if you saw somebody saying that about Suzette or about your brother, you might take it more personally. You always do when it's some family member and about yourself. Yeah. Well, they're really upset. Do you got audio on that dark side? Yeah, we have uh, the comments he made. Oh, well, let's hear him. He sent us a, a letter officially saying that he resigned from Twisted Sister and all his responsibilities. And it was probably good I wasn't around him because I was going to hospitalize the guy. He was going to walk with a limp for the rest of his life. Yeah. I wanted him dead. I wanted to see him die. Not by me. I didn't want to kill him. If he got into a plane crash or a car wreck or something, yeah, well, good, good riddance to an ass. You dick. See, I, I actually thought he came off a little cowardly there. Like, he didn't want to said, do it himself. But. Yeah, like, <laughs> I wanted him dead. Uh, I wasn't going to do it, but uh, if he died in a car accident, you know what I mean? That's like, you know, I wanted him dead, period. Step up. I was mad enough to kill him. You know? Don't, if a car hit him. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I started snickering when I heard that. I was like, and, <laughs> and, well, I'm not going to do it, but uh, you're in a lot of trouble if a car comes by. Uh, so anyway, but they're really, uh, so, I mean, I mean, Suzette's like, you know, she said, you know what? She's, she's, she told me she's not going to let me go on tour with the band. Well, then I guess you're not going. <laughs> not that I, not that I actually want to, but she's, she's, you know, not that I'm not driven to do it, but they're upset. So I'm going to call, call them up. And the interesting thing is though, that we made some since those, in, those interviews, that was before we had that big blow-up. Mm -hmm. So we never had the words. And then we've had subsequent discussions and we've hung out. And we're actually, the relationship is really, really improved. And I would bet anything that if we were filming it today, he would set it very differently. He would, you know, put it very differently or wouldn't say those things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In that fashion. Uh, but unfortunately... He said them, and uh, now it is, there's gonna be, there's some problems. I'm not saying I'm going after to shoot the guy. I'm just to say, you know what? Can't uh, uh, you know? You've got to not me, bro. But you got to mm -hmm. talk to my kids. <laughs> you hey, got to tell them. Have you spoken with any of the other guys since it aired? Nobody. Hmm. No calls. Nothing. Um. Somebody called my cell phone and screamed, "I want to rock!" Some girl. 
<laughs> we haven't spoken with JJ or <laughs> Eddie. Uh, no, I haven't spoken to anybody. Hmm. I've been busy. I've been when busy. When you talk to AJ, tell him that he's one funny guy. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's that's coming out from everybody. I mean, everybody just thought he was very surprisingly, mm. you know, enigmatic and just had a good sort of way about him. And, you know, it, people really liked him. It was good uh, to learn a little bit more about the characters of the band, but I thought it was appropriate that the Behind the Music special was more about you. Because what was going on with you was basically translated into what was going on with the band. That's true. It, I mean, that was, it was, it's not ego, it was about me. I mean, and they made it about me. The guys were talking about me. Stop talking about me. But you know you what? Know it what was I mean? about you with regard to the band. For instance, on a regular Behind the Music about a solo artist, we learn about this person's personal life as far as marriage and other relationships. And aside from that one or two pictures of you with Jesse and Suzette, it wasn't about your personal life. You didn't talk about when you met Suzette or any of that stuff. Right. It was with no, you regarding the band. Yeah, it was. I, I actually thought Mendoza had one of the great um, comments to ma made during the thing. Not funny, but great when he said that I was the secret weapon of the band. And then later on he goes, and then the secret weapon got turned on us. You know, that same, all the things that I did, that sort of like intense attack, 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 you know, don't stop until you win was like great when they were like behind, standing behind me going, yeah, go D, go D, go. And all of a sudden D turned around and went, and you. <laughs> like, oh no, he's going nuts. So <laughs> I thought it was an interesting comment on his part, but I got so many letters here and I could freaking go on forever. Should we get into a little bit of hypothetically uh, get this thing started or um, do a little more, take a break? What do you want to do? Yeah, uh, let's just take a break. We'll take a break, come back to you hypothetically because we really don't have time to start much anyway. Yeah, everybody you know who wrote in really appreciate. I've read every single letter, and a lot of people had a lot of things, things to say. Oh, one guy said something real. I should read that one, though, Nick. Well, read I it. Go ahead, read, read it. Okay, this is the one. This was like the worst one. You know, they said on the way to work this morning. You requested your listeners be give, be honest about the VH1 behind the music. Uh, the way you ask me ask make me think that you may be a bit insecure with your place in rock and roll history. The way I see it after seeing the show yesterday change, changes my impression of Twisted Sister. To me, the show basically says that Twisted was nothing more than a glorified club band who got lucky for a fleeting moment. I think the Behind the Music show did a disservice to you and your legend. Before the show, I always had this impression that you and Twisted were icons in your own unique way. Uh, I always wondered what happened to Twisted Sister. And he said, then he goes on just basically saying that he thinks after the fact, he says that it really hurt us and just showed us as a club band, basically. And he said, I'm just being honest, signed SV. So, um, I don't, hopefully, uh, hopefully there's, uh, uh, that's not the impression most people got. My impression is that most every band starts in clubs, right? Yeah. And if you Everybody. leave, then you're no longer just a club band. Yeah. Nobody He's, walks into the record office without having a few gigs first. No, Queensryche did, actually. Oh. They, they, they were just in a basement, but they, they sucked on stage for years. Uh, just wanted to answer Bob from North Haven. Bob, you want to know why I made more money than the other guys? How you doing, Dick? I'm doing yeah, good. I, I was wondering about that. You, I know you wrote the lyrics for everything, but did you write the music, too, or... The entire songs. 
the entire okay then you deserve to make more money <laughs> <laughs> well that but that, that's where the, the that's that's where the difference came bob is when you the songs you get royalties for songwriting and i wrote every song on every record in their entirety and um so what happened was i got all this money from record sales that's allocated for songwriters like let's say a band gets uses somebody else's song they have to pay the songwriter so right. that so I wound up making a lot there's a lot more money in songwriting than there actually is in performing and we had twisted uh Bob you got a lot of background noise so I'm going to put you back on hold so I could talk without the noise and for another time we had a lot of issues going on from day 1 because you know, I originally was the youngest guy in the band when I joined and and I was from Long Island and they were all from the city in the Bronx and they treated me like a rube like I was a stupid kid, like I was a Nick. And it, and it, <laughs> imagine if Nick at some point said, you know what, I'm going to show you guys. You know, we, we, we goof on Nick all the time, we bust his chops all the time, and then he goes off and, you know, he starts, as an individual, trying to establish himself as, let's say, a radio person, and then all of a sudden he actually is pretty good at something in radio and starts to create this whole buzz around himself. <laughs> oh my God. And then all of a sudden they say, well, we're interested in the show, but we really want it to be the Nick Lentino show. Um, and, you know, Nick's going to be a focus. And all of a sudden Nick is the guy. And then we're going, hey, you know, uh, what about us? They go, well, we're really interested in Nick. If you guys want to hang out with him, you could be his, you know, the, you could be his underlings, but it's all about Nick. Well, we sort of, we sort of built, we created this monster that's out to show everybody, including his closest friends, that he's, you know, he's somebody and he can kick ass and he's going to be successful. And that's what the guys in Twisted did with me early on. They really made me feel alienated. Not like hatefully alienated, like a group of people who have one guy that they kind of pick on in the beginning. And they picked on the wrong guy. <laughs> and not only did I write all the songs, and I took over the entire band. And I made the whole thing. I just was on a mission to not only succeed, but to be the star. I wanted to prove to everybody, including my own band, that I was the man. I guess I did. <laughs> it's just probably why I feel a lot better now. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break. Come back. We will get to hypothetically. We've got great questions. I apologize for the delay. But you send in the intriguing letters and conversation erupts, and that's what D. Snyder Radio is all about. So do stick around. Hypothetically is next on D. Snyder Radio. This is Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. I've had the pleasure of listening to you talk. D. Snyder. I've seen him go nuts. Radio 104. Speaking of getting nuts. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. I'm very fired up. On Radio I repeat, Sagan Zivas tomorrow on T. Snyder Radio. Hopefully we have a special guest call in on Thursday, but I don't pre-announce anything anymore. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> Unless I know. And uh, if you didn't see Behind the Music on Twisted Sister, it's on tonight at 7 p.m. on VH1. Go to the website. It's on all week and next week and hopefully forever and ever some capacity. 104 Fest, it's happening September 3rd, Labor Day at ctnow.com, Meadows Music Theater. 25 bands for 25 bucks. But why pay when you can be calling number 
can at 860-666-4444. Right now, you'll win a pair of tickets. I do want to tell you about the March of Dimes ride. Bikers for babies. Zero to hero in 60 seconds. That's what it's all about. We're looking for like a thousand bikers, you know, to join the party on Sunday, uh, September 9th at 9.30 a.m. to help us raise $50,000 for the kids. This is a good thing. Why don't you come down? I'm going to be the Grand Marshal. I'll be there with my Indian. And out in front, it's going to be a 40-mile ride throughout the Connecticut River Valley to the Westbrook Elks Lodge. It's going to be sweet. Okay? want everybody to join, and March of Dime supporters and riders are all invited to a Shoreline barbecue after the ride to celebrate at the Westbrook Elks Lodge. So here's the deal. Here's how it works out. Registration begins at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday, September 9th at the Middletown Elks Lodge on Maynard Street in Middletown. There's a $25 entry fee for riders and passengers, but uh, there's incentive awards if you collect donations. I hope to have more information for you on that in coming days. But check out this pre-event registration party. Okay? Can, now, can you pre-register at this event? Sure. Or is it just a hang? Yeah, is that what they're doing? Yeah. It's Saturday, September 8th from 4 to 7 p.m. at Hooters on the Berlin Turnpike in Weathersfield. Participants can pre-register for the ride while enjoying food, fun, fault line, and scantily clad waitresses. Hooters, Hooters, Hooters. Right on, right on. And donations will be accepted on Saturday and Sunday. This is a benefit for the Connecticut chapter of the March of Dimes presented by Indian Motorcycle of Weathersfield, Connecticut. Okay, people, join the party. I'll be there. This is going to be a great day, September 9th, just riding the shoreline. And we're anticipating a 1,000 bikers, loud and proud. Got to love that. By the way, Peter from Waterford won the tickets to 104 FSC. You can stop calling now. Well, we delayed it. Now we're going to get into it. It is time for Hypothetically. That is where you, the listeners, send hypothetical situations to us, the show, at CaptainHowdy at ClearChannel.com. Okay? And they came in in mass this week. And Beth Lockwood, what do they got for us? First up, a question for all of us. If one of the morning show was wrongly accused of a crime or framed and you knew the person didn't do it, would you hide him or her from the police? Harboring a fugitive. Harboring a fugitive. Well, my immediate reaction is yes, but if you know if you know they're not guilty, that sounds like you've got some sort of evidence to that effect. I mean, or you, you just knew, believe the person. So that's different. See, so if you knew for a fact, then you can say, look it, mm -hmm. I'm going to step forward. I'm going to go, let's go downtown and I'll tell them, or, hey, well, you know, I saw yeah. Nick, he was with me or he was at this event and I was there. I saw him. I'm his alibi. Just assuming it was you, Nick. Mm -hmm. um, now, the, the other extreme is if there is no evidence, but you just know in your heart mm -hmm. that they're not guilty. Probably have to. Because you know, I mean, because you're my friends, you know. I mean, I might try to 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 
certainly would hide you and then try to figure out the best course of action if you're not guilty how to you know most safely uh help you out it's tough because you become a lawbreaker yourself I've always been a lawbreaker. That's me. <laughs> now the pilgrim, though, uh, how are you feeling about this? I tend to not be the lawbreaker that you are, D. <laughs> I suppose I would. I'd really want to help any one of you. You're all my friends. Uh, I guess. I ever. What I would try to do <laughs> is get you to somewhere safe. While I open my own personal investigation. Now, I don't usually like to talk about this, but I fancy myself quite a Sherlock Holmes. I've read a lot (laughs) of mystery novels. Don't always know how it's going to end until I actually get there. But I think that I would would do all that I could. You think you've assimilated enough information over the years to to, to, um, start your own investigation? I think so. And help the person out? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, Dark Side Dave. Yeah. So when you hid your friends from the law, <laughs> um, <Yeah>. not a hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, there's been a few times in the past where people have needed to duck out and uh, needed a place to crash. So you know, I gave them the no. couch. No, yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, dude. I can't believe it. Nothing you major, bet. you know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, you know, my door is open. I'll hide you until the heat's off. No big deal. What if they come looking and then they find him at your house? I don't know how I got there. <laughs> That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. No, I don't know what I would do in that situation, but yeah, I, you know, I don't know where he is. They rarely prosecute for harboring a fugitive anyway. Yeah, that's but all. You probably get Look at that, what's his say. head? Um, the guy, God, I can't believe his name is this kid, Matthew Kelly, who raped those girls. His parents never got prosecuted. They sent him to Europe for years. Hmm. Yeah, they should be in jail, those people. They should be in prison. Okay, I would say dark side... All right, I'll put. You can stay with us, but if the cops come, put a gun. Alex to one of our Kelly, heads. sorry. <laughs> put a gun to one of our heads and like say that you're holding us hostage. There's ways around everything. Yeah. Don't drag me down with you, man. <laughs> what about you, Nicholas? Oh yeah, I would hide him out. I mean, it's not like I have a disregard for the law or anything like that. But people who know me well know where my loyalties lie. So be safe, you know. Unless it was somebody who we hide in the Civic in the trunk, maybe. Yeah. There's, what there's we're somewhere. dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. <laughs> well, you know what? If I went to Nick's and Nick's like, "Yeah, okay, get in my trunk." <laughs> Yeah, I think you know what turn I'm going to turn myself yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not living in that trunk for God's sakes. A uh, second oh, part yeah. on this same uh, note from Brad Griswold says, "If Nick were to find his perfect woman, hypothetically, what characteristics would she possess?" Your perfect Nick. woman, Nick. She's a four. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think Darcy got something else in there. Actually, <laughs> well, Nick, you think? Is, are you thinking about it? Is that what's yeah. going on here? Um, I don't it's know. A man, baby. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh. Well, there are certain types of women that I like for certain types of occasions. Like a one night stand, I might go no. a little bit. This is, wait, wait, no, wait, wait. This this is, is your, somebody, perfect your perfect woman. woman. Give us oh. three. This is the uh, Mary. This okay, is the okay. one. Well, give us okay. three physical and then also more importantly, three uh, intellectual or emotional inside Oof. type characteristics. Okay. Um, 
Nice ass. That's number one. Gotta have a nice ass. Number one. Yeah. With a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> nice. nice ass. So what do you see a chick? Do you spin her around and bend her over? Is that the first thing you well, do? Well, no, but she if... Great ass! But if, you, if a chick's good looking and then she has like a dumpy or frumpy ass... Then do it in the butt. You can't deal with that. I'd have sex with her, but I, I wouldn't date her. Um, so it'd go nice ass number one. Nice face... Number two, she's got to be a good-looking face. And uh, nice legs, number three. And uh, That's physical. So yeah. ass, face, legs. <laughs> yeah, ass, face. She should be decent-looking, but we're willing to trade looks for a certain kind of morally casual attitude. Now, this is his perfect woman. So. Yeah. <laughs> And then, what do I have to do? There's emotions or something here? Well, yeah. Just try to take yourself... <laughs> think outside of the box, as yeah, they say. Okay. <laughs> There's emotions. <laughs> well, you know, what's she going to be like? Yeah, personality-wise. Uh, really personality, bright, easygoing, uh, yeah, funny. I would say somebody who has a good uh, sense of humor. I like somebody who's funny, somebody who likes mm -hmm. to talk. Um, and she has to be a pretty strong woman. I like when women kind of put me in my place a little bit. I think <laughs> Wait, I because otherwise I'm going to roll all over you. You know what I mean? And you don't want that. I mean, then I'll get sick of you and I won't want to, like, hang out with you anymore. So it has to be has to be a woman who's got her own thing going on. You Duly know noted. I mean? Yeah, I like that. So, But uh, I'll, I'll go back. It all, it all starts with the ass, dude. And I think, you know... I'm not going to talk about your wife, but, you know, she's got a good body, and I think most men, you got to start there. You know what I mean? And you got to look at the... the ass? Yeah. And you got to look at the mom a little bit, too. You know what I mean? Check her out, because... Well, see, that was my checklist. Forecast. That was my checklist, but it went face, chest, ass, legs. I worked right down the body. Ass, mm -hmm. legs, ankles, last check, mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, like, like that. That took a bit. It wasn't all at once, so it took a process of about a week. And then I was like, right on. So you're throwing yeah. me off for the chest thing a little bit there, because I thought, you know, like you're just happy to be there. You know what I mean? Hooters, like hooters, hooters. Yeah, but you gotta check it out. Yeah, that's true. I, I didn't say that. You know, uh, I would reject over it. It was the overall package. You're right. If I had to think about it. Uh, it would be the body, but I, I don't know. I guess there's really not too many ways you can go wrong with the boobs. Yeah, I mean, they're... So, yeah, they're, boob they're, is a boob is a boob. They're so sticking I, out. They got nipples. I guess there's a natural progression there. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a natural progression <laughs> down. You know, I'm not going to skip over that, that you know, wonderful of areas. <laughs> Okay, all right. Next, oh, we, oh, we got to do a traffic update. Let's get a traffic for Psycho Dan, please. All right, traffic beginning to improve out there. 84 East and West coming into Hartford now, delay-free. 91 South, no problems there. 91 North, we did have a minor crash up in Enfield by exit 47, but that has been cleared. Just a uh, minor backup behind that. Trailing on Route 2, it's now a smooth ride. Norwalk, 95 North, exit 14. The highway is still shut down there. You can expect it to be shut down for... A bit longer. All right, uh, 95 South, just on the other side of the highway. The right and center lanes are open now, and the backup has improved. It's just to exit 19, and it should improve a lot sooner. Traveling on 91 South into New Haven, that's delay-free. 95 South, no problems there either. Route 8 is a smooth ride. At 849, I'm Psycho Dale with this Modern Rec Report on Radio 104. Oh, God. You know, uh, we're playing <laughs> hypothetically here where people send hypothetical situations, and... Uh, uh, I've got one for you, Beth. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Subject, a question for the lovely, straight Beth Lockwood. Good morning, Beth. We all know you're 100% undoubtedly straight. I think she's talking about sexually. Mm-hmm. But even so, there may be some curiosity about your sexuality. Here's the question. If you were to sleep with a female celebrity, who would it be and why? And she has a, uh, is this from Girl Uncorrupted? Mm -hmm. Dying to hear what you have to say about this, and she has a guess. Okay, what's her guess? I'll let you guys guess before I give my answer. Yeah, well, she says... Angelina Jolie. No. She freaks me out. I would think definitely freaks you out. I would think you're more of, um, you go more with uh, Jennifer Aniston. Okay. Nick, what do you think? I'm thinking Michelle Pfeiffer. I knew Nick would get it right. (laughs) (laughs) Is that right? That's That's right. That's right. I would pick her. Right. Yeah. My heart would stop. I was thinking Heather, Heather <laughs> Locklear. She no, she's not that. my type. Wow. What, your heart would stop to see that? Oh, uh, yeah. If I saw that, <laughs> I don't need to live anymore, you know? I've lived a full life. Um, I don't know. It was such an odd question. I never would have thought about this before. But I guess I would just go for um, her. I think she, I find her probably to be the most attractive actress. So I guess if I'm going to have one shot, I'll go with who I think is best looking. And uh, okay, she so seems tur- sort of also uh, somewhat down to earth. Like I wouldn't mind hanging out and chatting her up first or after or whatever. <laughs> I don't know how to answer this question. <laughs> yeah. It's so bizarre. <laughs> how you doing? We could go get lunch, you know, and whatever. <clears throat> go shopping. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's not put poor Beth on the hot seat. All right, so what if you had to go with a guy, Dark Side? <laughs> I was a good sport. <laughs> you Nick? Okay, I'll go first. Never You're gonna, I'm going to guess. This. I never Pitt. thought of... Well, I was just, I'm going for the prettiest yeah. thing I could find, so I'd have to find hairless, too. Uh, <laughs> so i got to find pretty, hairless, petite, um, and a good sport. <laughs> 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 a really good sport. I'm somebody's uh, so, bitch. Is anybody prettier than Brad? Well, I, I think Rob Lowe is, but I know that you, you like Brad Rob better. Is prettier. <laughs> wow, who's prettier than Brad? Some real pretty guy. Um, maybe I do Brett Michaels. What the hell? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bon Jovi. Yes. Yeah. a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, Bon Jovi. Too. <laughs> if I had to. <laughs> All right, Nick. Uh, uh, Show your hand. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm feeling the same way that I would have to go with a, like, maybe Chachi or something like that. <laughs> like Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio? Yeah, maybe, you know. Nikki Scott, loves Chachi? Yeah, like Scott Bay or Ralph Macchio, just because, I don't know, they're kind of girlish a little bit. But they look kind of like you, both of those guys. If, yeah, if, they do. Yeah, you are the, you're the uh, Ralph Macchio type. But if I had to go down and dirty, you know what I mean, or something like that, <laughs> be like, I mean, I'd have to go with a rock star, you know what I mean? And 
I know you too well. Our relationship is too weird. <laughs> you looking at me? Already, so I ain't going. What about the ice cream man? <laughs> Stop when you're passing by. Dave. Diamond Dave. Yeah, you know what? That would be pretty cool. Like, David Lee Roth. Like, somebody like that is just going to be like a weirdo and well, stuff. They, you know they, I mean? There are already questions about like, him anyway, right? Yeah, so I wouldn't mind something like, you know, David Lee Roth. That would be pretty cool. See, I thought for sure you'd say Sylvester Stallone. Well, Sylvester, that's a different story there. You know what I mean? That's a whole, then I don't know what would happen after that. You know, I, kiss you, Hollywood. You can't have sex with Rocky. You know what I mean? He's Rocky. <laughs> dark side. Dark side. Uh, I don't know. And you can't choose that dead bass player from uh, Metallica. Yeah, I was going to say dead or <laughs> <laughs> Rotting carcass. Come on. Uh, you know what? This is honestly... A qu- I never thought about that. Um, well, I never thought about it either, I bro. didn't either. Yeah, but you guys came up with, quiz- uh, with answers pretty quick. Something's wrong there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I guess... Um, uh, Axel's pretty badass. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just a tangled mess of red hair. <laughs> uh, I think you'd go for the shaved Axel, wouldn't you? Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, well, well, sweet child of mine. <laughs> <laughs> That was an interesting question. Okay. I don't even uh, yes. want to ask Sean. Let's just move on. Yeah, <laughs> Listen, you too long. Uncorrupted. <laughs> um, quick question from John. Quick, funny. If Darkseid gets married on a very windy day, this is TUD, would you insist the kilt be fastened to his thigh with a double-sided tape at the altar before you agree to offici- officiate the nuptials? You're what an ugly thought, John. An ugly no. Thought. What I would do is... I would um, position Dark Side so he was wind opening for his kilt, and I would say, you know what? This is let's just do this a little different. Let's you guys face the congregation. I'll have my back to the congregation. Let them see the love in your eyes as you look at each other and prepare for your nuptials. <laughs> we don't want the full Monty. <laughs> That'd be funny. That'd be funny. It's not you guys watching this wheel. thing swinging, wondering when it's going to expose him. Darks are trying to hold his skirt down and the whole thing. It'd be great, man. Drafty. <laughs> uh, this is a pretty funny one. Hypothetically speaking, if your son or daughter, assuming everyone has a kid, accidentally loses bowel control in the pool and makes a floater, and you're the only one who saw this happen, what do you do? Alert the people in the pool or quietly slip out the back entrance. When you're sliding in the first and you're feeling something burst, diarrhea, diarrhea. When you're sliding in the third and you, well, you just a turd, diarrhea, diarrhea. When you're sliding in the hole and your shirt's full of foam, diarrhea, diarrhea. When you're sitting in your Chevy and your shirt's are feeling heavy, diarrhea, diarrhea. <laughs> Learn the words, Nick. Mm. When you're running down the hall and there's moistures on your ball, diarrhea. <laughs> Why is she diarrhea. singing it? She makes it sound like it's fun or something like that. Diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good time. Uh, okay. So this is a okay. public pool. Obviously, it's not your backyard pool. I do one of two things. Okay. Mm-hmm. One. I we slip out, <laughs> or two. I grab the the bastard and shove it in the filter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> like get it away from my, you know, like I get it away from us, like to hide it for my kids, you know, because I don't want to be embarrassed. I, th- I do it with my kid. I know, I know. I do it with my kid. I don't want to be embarrassed. When you I, scream, duty. No, 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 no. Do not bring attention to it. Do not, do not draw attention to it. What would you do, Beth? Hmm. We'll see. Having been a lifeguard at a public pool, I know that the procedure you're supposed to take when there's duty in the pool is to drain the entire pool and no. scrub it down. And no, it's you're really supposed to be pretty vigilant. I mean, it's, it's bad. They drain the entire pool. They're supposed to do that. Don't they ask you lifeguards to like take the grenade and dive on the thing and get rid of it? I guess it? you could shock it with enough chlorine, maybe. But it is kind of a big deal when there's duty in the pool. So. Slipping out the back gate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if I couldn't, you know, recover it and get it out, but I definitely would, you know, get out of the pool. I I feel bad though. I wouldn't want the other kids to be swimming near duty. (laughs) Well, I try and get it out. But I might, I might, I might try to. I I might try to filter. No, I might try to blame another kid though. I might, no, not point one out, but I might go over to the lifeguard and say, "I just wanted to let you know that I saw duty in the pool," but I wouldn't put the wrap on my own kid. That's probably what I would do. I saw a duty in the pool. Right. When you're duty in the pool and your kid just made the stool, diarrhea. (laughs) Diarrhea. (laughs) Dark side? That's what I would do. (laughs) (laughs) I know what light side would do. He'd take photos of it. (laughs) Everybody step back. This is Arch. <laughs> All right, Nick. Now we know you've had the experience. You've been on the get, on the pitching end. Well, what are you gonna do with your kid? Um, I'd probably laugh for a second and take a look at it, and then quietly back up and just kind of turn and and walk out of there. I so nobody else would tell that. the lifeguard. Oh no way! I would give my. Well, we didn't know it kills the the ecosystem. <laughs> Yeah. You're saying it completely ruins the pool? Well, there's all kinds of bacteria in it. Well, first of all, I, I mean, yes, we're in this situation, but let me say first, I'm never taking my kid to a public pool. But <laughs> if, if I had, if I had to, yeah, I'm slipping out of there. We're out the door. Oh yeah. Well, I guess you'd be all. You know, you'd live. It's not a big deal. They just throw a lot of extra chlorine in it. But I would want no. other parents to have the same choice I did and get their kids out of the pool. I'd I'd call in a uh, same, theoretically you could call in a duty scare to a pool. <laughs> yeah, duty scare. Okay, the cell phone. There's a duty in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> There's a duty in the pool. Yeah. There's a duty. Everybody's headed for the hills. Yeah. All right, you know we're gonna take a break. We're gonna do some more. Have more fun with this yeah, in a minute. When we get ones. back. Yeah. Good. We got more good ones. Hypothetically continues on D Snyder Radio. And uh, oh, I've got passes to the Lime Rock car show that's coming up at the end of august so stick around for more d snyder radio it is radio 104 it's too far gone wmrq waterbury hartford are you offended he has a name you call him by his name d snyder radio got it transportation provided by peter van Buslin. there's there's something radio 104 now back to d snyder this is the privilege and responsibility we share on radio 104. Oh, check this out. This afternoon, 
Chess has a major concert announcement regarding Tool. So you definitely want to tune in to Chaz's show. If you're a Tool fan like moi, I'll be listening. And she's also got the 420 Brownie Mix, 6 o'clock news. All that's going on. And let's forget, don't forget about Carlito. Busy, busy guy with eight most requested songs of the day. Mandatory Metallica at 10. Pick a position and more information. More information. Thongs across Columbus. On the Thongs Across Columbus things. Looking for people to donate a thong for a needy person or something? Is that what they're looking for, Beth? Uh, yeah, I think that's the gist of it. Thong for the needy. And then Wilkow, of course, he's on in the afternoon. Uh, Rick from Wallingford's on the phone. He says he agrees with Mark Mendoza. You agree with Mendoza? I, no, you know, D, I, I, I never wanted you dead, but I was, you know, I was, I was really pissed off when, when, when you left the band. You know, um, I was a big fan. You know, I first time I saw you guys was like ninety nine cents down at the old uh, New Haven Agora. You know, yeah. Big fan of Rock and Roll Saviors, you know what I mean? And uh, going back, oh, yeah, you're man, disappointed. You, I, I, I was in the clothes back when you looked like that, you know. And uh, and you know, I was a big fan. And, and you know, Twisted could have gone further. And you know, and you know, when you when you disappeared for such, you know, back in the '90s and everything. And then I heard, you know, I heard you a couple of times on Stern. And I, then I then I then I heard you coming, you know, to Hartford and everything. You have changed, you know what I mean? Like you said, we all did a bunch. You know, you had a big ego back then, man, you know what I mean? And I thought, yeah. I kind of just kind of thought that that kind of split it up, you know, because... Well, I, uh, I, I, I admitted that, you know, I admitted in the in the documentary or yeah, on well, the music I that I certainly I'm gonna, was... I'm going to watch it tonight. I'm going to watch oh, it. Oh, well, you see it. You'll see. The, you'll see. I mean, I... I I take blame. <laughs> I take blame really well. Um, what I'm curious, so you didn't see it yet? No, I'm going to watch it tonight. I work night, so uh, yeah. when, it, when it premiered, I, I had to work that night, so I couldn't see it. Okay, well, well, call me or write me back. I'm curious what you think about it after you see it in, in perspective of the whole thing. Because yeah. you're hearing it out of context and how the whole well, thing lays out. I so. to you every morning coming home, you know what I mean? So, good man, you're well, a good I'm man. Morning, you know? All right, Rick, well, keep listening, man. I'll talk to you soon. I'm curious, I, I want, so you've got to see it, you know, because otherwise it's out of context, you know? So, um, was there something? Yeah, I wanted to give away something, being the giver that I am. Uh, I've been telling you that Lime Rock, they're having this vintage car show. It's happening Labor Day weekend. Not Labor Day, but 31st, 1st, and 2nd. And we've got a four-pack of passes to that. You can check out any day of that show. Good for one full day. All right, and Lime Rock's a great place to see a car show, a great part of the state. It's got a lot of history. If you're a car fan like I am, you know the history. You know about the Skip Barber Racing School up there and the track up at Lime Rock and the great races that have been there. So give a call right now to 860-666-4444, and you will win a four-pack of tickets to the Lime Rock Vintage Car Show. Okay? Okay. Beth, mm-hmm. are we covered? We got everything covered here? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's, let's do some more hypothetically. All right. Hypothetically, Diesel Doug asks, Nick gets a 2% raise from management because his interviewing skills have improved over the past two years. He decides to have a toga party to celebrate. All of the morning crew attends, along with a handful of other people. At the party, he gets totally wrecked and starts doing a striptease. Does anyone spare him the embarrassment or... Do you let him make an ass of himself yet again? First, let me say, 
Tina from Manchester won the Lime Rock passes. Remember I said the other day, I was saying guys, and I said, no, I said, a lot of girls like cars, too, mm -hmm. and enjoy a car show. So far, like, a bunch of our winners have been uh, ladies. Enjoy the show. Tina, well, I th guess what I'm going to say, Beth. <laughs> uh, now, you're usually pretty loyal to your friends, but I think in the end it wouldn't bother Nick that he had done it, so maybe you'd let him go ahead with it. I'd be cheering him on. Uh, I'd be cheering him on. Remember the, the 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 Eddie doing the whole pose down in the lobby of the hotel thing when it was he he thought he was a centerfold for some reason he thought he became a woman he was so drunk and I was just going yeah baby show us pink and and then he was doing a whole whole photo session with an imaginary camera and everything he was it was great and guys were begging me to stop but I was just I couldn't resist you get that plowed you deserve it. Outside of being physically injured, you know, if you're doing something to yourself, but I mean, if you're, you know, if people were, say, beating the crap out of them or, mm -hmm. or taking turns, you know, raping them or something like that, of course, I'd step in. But I'd like to think, think you, you would. <laughs> but I mean, but if he's doing something to himself, you fool, you'll hear about it tomorrow and maybe I'll have some pictures to share with you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm cheering the guy on. Beth, what are you doing? Uh, I think that I would let him get to a certain point. And then I might say something like, Nick, <laughs> do you realize what you're doing? You know, and if he said, yeah, I always wanted to do this, and now I feel <laughs> like I'm uninhibited, I might just let him go ahead with it. So will you stop him at the cooler when he's emptying out a beer bottle, and you go, do you know what you're doing? <laughs> right. Now, okay, he's getting a little too carried away. Dark side. That's yeah, all fun, man. Go for it. Go ahead. <laughs> all do it. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the party, man. It depends on people like Nick. He provides yeah. a public service. <laughs> well, let me ask Nick, yeah. what would you like us to do in that event? Uh, You're so plowed, you don't know what? Well, you let me go. I mean, you and Darkseid, I would say, let me strip and make a fool of myself or whatever. Because kind of like, I'd expect that from you guys, but I could see you guys... <laughs> instigating at least you know or egging me on to do something like that hey, Nick, you know what would really make this party <laughs> exactly the you can the strip. yeah i could you see you guys it. in the corner of the room conspiring me and dark side were talking exactly and, uh, we think <laughs> exactly but um beth yeah it'd be, it'd be cool if beth came over and said hey listen you gotta stop this now and yeah then, but this, she said cool. she's gonna let you go a bit she's gonna be like james brown cape guy where after he's completely done he throws a cape over him and leads him off the stage <laughs> no I would let you get down to jeans no shirt or something and then say yeah. you sure you want to do this yeah it'd be cool if Beth waited a little while Party I don't mind pooper. that but you know someone like yeah if you dark side of my reaction oh exactly yeah, I know. I'd say hey if you really want to see him naked but that's one good Every thing that party I've has a pooper <laughs> that's yeah. why we invited you party pooper yeah. <laughs> party pooper well also as a heads up if I'm ever in that situation please stop me <laughs> you can do nope. it no chance girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're going for the gold system uh, I doubt I'll ever get there but uh, here's an interesting one from Rob of Milford. In a superbly ironic move, President Bush announces that there are too many dumb people in this country. He declares a sort of dumbass martial law, legalizing an organized thinning of the herd. Your hands finally unbound. What member of D. Snyder Radio or anyone else would you assassinate and how? 
shots fired! It's still making it through the woods, but there are shots well, fired! I mean, that's that's saying that I don't think that dumb people have a right to live. I would some, more, yeah, first I person going, jerk. First person going, W. That's my choice, because he's a freaking idiot. I think he's an idiot. I don't think he should be president of the United States. And if he actually made a law like that, he deserves to be the first to go. But other than that, I think there's plenty of room for plenty of people. I lean towards not so much stupid people, but mean-spirited people who you know, are hateful. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd take out here. that pharmacist in Kansas City. Yeah, I like to get rid of... I, say I, don't, I, I, I wouldn't consider them necessarily dumb. Ugly, I'm not ugly physically, spiritually, emotionally ugly people and, and hateful people and prejudiced people. I think we could use a few less of, the, less of them. Mm-hmm. I don't mind blowing them away. But just being dumb or stupid, hey man, knock yourself out. Stop and smell the flowers. Dark, so what do you think? As far as people on the show here, Sean's a goner. Um, <laughs> if we were just branching out a little bit, I, I think I'd kill that dumb bitch that drowned all her kids down in Texas. Yeah. Oh, she'd be gone. I'd waste her in a hot second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I believe him. He's the only, I actually believe Darkside. Yeah. Nick? Um, yeah, I'm with Darkside. I'd kill Sean first. <laughs> but after that, I'd have to go after uh, Giordano. Yeah, and it's a good call, too. I would hang him by his balls upside down, nail him to the wall, <laughs> and make him suffer. Yeah. Any of the people at the other radio stations you got your eyes on down the hall? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problems with that. Yeah, I'm pretty cool with everybody down the hall. All right, new question. Good morning, D. Hypothetically, if you, Nick, or Darkseid found an actual important reason that I, Beth, should not get married... Would you attempt to stop the wedding? Asks Al from Meriden. Absolutely. Sorry, Glenn. You said it's important, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like we found out that Johnny was, you know, was, uh, you know, had a bunch of uh, hoes on the side or was, um, or uh, had leprosy mm-hmm. uh, or, uh, was, or uh, something. Some kind of. Uh, you know, lawbreaker of some kind. Yeah, so I mean, that's the only thing to stop a wedding. If I had knowledge, but yeah, yeah. This this is the classic scenario of people all the time not stepping up to the plate because you hear every day about people who get married and their friends say after the fact, "Well, I know they probably shouldn't have gotten married," or you know, after they split up, "Yeah, I could have called that." Well, you know, you could have said something. But you know what happens in these situations? Here, this is, see, I thought this was a stupid question, but it, I understand the depth of mm-hmm. it. What usually happens, here you are, you're, you're madly in love, we know you are, and you know, you're getting married, this is a, a day that you've looked forward to, every, all, every little girl looks forward to the day she's going to get married, I mean, most, it's kind of built in, uh, and, uh, and then I step up, and I'm the party pooper, you know, I'm like the guy who told you to like you put and telling Nick to stop doing the striptease, mm-hmm. and I'm saying you can't marry this guy. Blah 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 blah. The odds are that you're going to turn on me. You're not going to mm-hmm. see it as a as a nice gesture on my part, and you're going to not believe it. Um, you're going you know you're going to want all kinds of where's your proof? And if I don't mm-hmm. have some kind of like real photographic evidence or something really hard evidence to prove this, you're going to say 
what is your problem, man? You could come in here with allegations against, you know, the guy I'm in love with. You're trying to ruin the greatest, one of the greatest days of my life, blah, blah, blah. You turn on me. You would. You'd be angry mm-hmm. with me for doing. People rarely listen. Yeah, they don't listen, especially when you're caught up in, mm-hmm. in the moment. I mean, unless I, you know, and then if I dragged in the photo and I said, look, and here's, you know, Johnny Electric with, uh, w- you know, with, with the star of the crying game, uh, you know, and I'm saying, then you'd say it, but you'd be like, you know what? I think that you should, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, you could say, you know what, I sh- I, you'd be mad at me. Because even though I broke off your wedding and I stopped you from doing something, you just have this resentment because you connect me to this really bad event. But later on, I think you'd be happy. I think we all have at least known somebody who dated somebody or possibly even married somebody where we knew that it was a bad idea. And one of the toughest things to do as a friend is be brutally honest. Well, Dan but- from Meriden's on the phone. I think mm-hmm. he has has experience with this. Dan, you have some experience with this this situation? Oh, absolutely. My sister was uh, with her boyfriend, whom I didn't like and told her a million times. She was getting married to him. And um, two months before the wedding, you know, said, Michelle, you can't do it. You can't do it. She gets married to him, doesn't talk to me for a couple years Mm -hmm. because, again, the day of the wedding, I'm... Like, are you sure? Trying to talk her out of it. You're trying to stop her. Now, wait a minute. I just slow you up, Dan. <laughs> what was, was the reason? Was it gut? Did you know something about um, this guy? The only person in the world he was actually civil to was her, so she really didn't see it. He was just a jerk to the world mm-hmm. and was a miserable person. And I tried to warn her, tried to warn her, and two years into the marriage, after dating for seven years, he started uh, started fooling around. So she left him. She had talked to me after the divorce, but not before. We never talked about it since. So she was. So you were trying. You loved her. You love her, your sister, and you were trying to watch out for her. And she, that's what I said, Beth. And she wound up getting mad at him mm-hmm. for trying. He, what she viewed as ruining her relationship with this guy. But you were trying. You felt like you had to try to do everything you could. Oh, he was. It was just. I'm like, he's gonna make you miserable. Mm-hmm. He won't take care of you. Please, you can do. She could do so much better. She's just such a. She's a great person, and she's been married again since the divorce. And I'm not going to say anything about the current guy, but I've kept my mouth shut of all my opinions because I, I value my relationship with my sister too much. If it's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong whether I say it or not. So, you See, the lesson that Dan... You're right. See, that's the lesson Dan learned here. I think at a certain point, you got to realize that you can't win this one. Like early on when they started dating, because mm-hmm. you said they were going out like five years or oh, seven they years. They were together for seven years before they got married. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, she's not seeing it you're only hurting your relationship between the two of you and you should have just backed off and said you know what I, I tried and yeah. I, you, I but you, you're trying to do the right thing you're trying to do the right thing but you but it winds up backfiring on you that sucks well, that's true. totally My dad the same sucks thing goes you're just being a bonehead you're just a kid with a temper mm-hmm. knock it off and it, <laughs> it never worked so i mean there was no point and I've so had did friends you, did who, after I broke up with a girlfriend, said, oh, man, she was terrible for you. It's like, well, thanks for telling me. Right, later on, after I spent all yeah. that time. Did you yeah, did you great. do the I told you so dance, by any chance? What was I that? told you so. Did you do the I told you so dance? I told you so. I told you so. I wish I did, but she probably would kill me. <laughs> yeah, no not kidding. appropriate. Thanks for the call, Dan. <laughs> I appreciate it. See, what do we do, dark side? What's your, what's your feelings about that? I mean... Um, I don't know. I would have to like. I'm in the same boat because then I'm not the one that likes to be the bearer of bad news, and especially now with Beth because um she's got that evil side. You know, you think I would snap? Yeah, I know you'd snap, and uh, I wouldn't want it to be on me. So hmm. I would try to like get Nick or somebody else to to lay down 
you know, what, what was going on. But I, I would try because I don't want to see her get hurt or nothing. Yeah. So I feel like if it were a really good friend of mine, I would at least, at least have to say, at the very least, are you sure? Have you really thought about this? I feel like I'd have to say something. Nick, you diving in? Were you, uh, you telling him or talking to him or what? Um... Well, it started with Beth. Initially. I mean, it could be any yes. of your friends, really. Well, I did it with one of my friends. And he didn't end up marrying her, but we're not friends anymore. And uh, it was somebody I went to college with, and they were going to get married. And I talked to him for a couple days. It turned into one conversation, turned into a couple days of talking. And we talked a few times after that and shortly after graduated and stuff. But um, he really, I don't know how he felt about me afterwards, but not good enough to keep in touch with me. And they never ended up getting married. I think they kind of tried to get back together and it didn't work out. Um, but they were totally ready to do it. He had asked her and I said, you know, I didn't know that she was cheating on him. It really didn't have to do anything with that. It had to do with her. And you just thought but that see, this is what I'm move. saying. Yeah. He, they, he connected. You're exactly right. What you said. I mean, this kid. We don't talk anymore. But do you feel like you did the right thing, though? In retrospect? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I did the right thing or not because obviously they were having problems and maybe they would have come out in some way where the results would have been the same. They wouldn't have been together and maybe we would have stayed friends. But this kid wants, you know, it's just like he wants nothing to do with me. He just thinks that I was being, you know, wise ass or something like that. And I was just trying to be honest it's really no one likes honest. to hear that no right. one wants that to hear that honestly they want to hear it's great and it's wonderful and like i said and even if you come in and you say look here are the pictures hypothetically you know mm -hmm. proof positive they're gonna they're gonna go okay you're right but now they're gonna resent you for being the person who rained on their parade and you didn't do anything but try to be caring alicia from cheshire's on the phone you got a best friend who's getting married, Alicia? Yeah, she's getting married on Saturday. Um, and we're really, I'm 20. She's just turned 21, all right? This kid's like 24. She's known him for a little over a year now. She's getting married to him on Saturday, all right? Mm -hmm. When she told me she was going to get married to him, I kind of didn't take it seriously. I figured, you know, well, she'll never actually end up doing it. But right. she's going to do it, and I'm in the wedding. And I've tried to tell her, like, at least like four or five times that this guy is a jerk. He's really controlling. Um, he, I mean, she, I don't know this for a fact, but he like keeps her from calling me. Like we both went away to college, you know, I would always call her, um, you know, she wouldn't call me back, this and that. I know he like wasn't giving her my messages because he knows I see right through him, you know? Right. And I, he knows that I know what a jerk he is and I tell her, I have no problems with telling her that. But she, um, it really is like kind of damaged our relationship. I mean, before she went out with him, we were like sisters. I mean, I've never had a friend that I was that close with, you know? We were like best friends for almost five years. And like now it's totally different. And I'm just really upset because Saturday is the wedding and I'm in it and everything. And it's like, I have to act all happy for her. But it's, you know, I just know it's like the biggest mistake that she's ever going to make. Well, my advice to you is to shut up from now on. I know. Basically, you know, I have for the past, like, month. 
You've, yeah, I know. You, you've, you've made your point. You made your statement. Yeah, and what I Nick's, tried. look what happened with Nick. And look what happened mm-hmm. with uh, the other guy who called, Dave, I think his name was. Thanks for calling, Alicia. And she's not going to listen anyway, obviously. Yeah. You've tried. At this point, Nick's right. It's, it's going gonna, it's mm-hmm. to unravel itself at this point. It's foregone conclusion. It's Saturday. They're getting married. Yeah. There's nothing you can do to stop it. Let's do one more, Beth. Yeah, what do you got I'll do a little lighthearted one because that one was a little in-depth. Hypothetically speaking, Matt from Hard to Hit New Britain says, would you rather have a Back to the Future skateboard or a Star Wars lightsaber? Okay. Oh, you mean the one that floats on air? Yeah. Ooh. Do I say you know what they're talking about? Yeah, I know exactly what they're talking about. <sighs> they're both... You know, at first I'm going, what a stupid, geek question. <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm going, wait a minute. They're both so cool. <laughs> They're really cool. I'd probably oh, have more. When you whip it out of your, your holster. Well, that's what happens all the time anyway. <laughs> it makes that noise. <laughs> right, that yeah, noise. it makes that noise. Oh, not tonight, honey. That's what that says. <laughs> um, but I... Even though that is like awesome, I think I have more use. Okay, you, you're pushing me here, man. <laughs> no, you got any Back to the Future music? ZZ Top in there? Uh, I'm going to go for the skateboard, the Back to the Future mm. skateboard, because I have more use for it. I couldn't really chop anything up with this lightsaber, no matter how cool it is. Yeah, I'm so rarely fighting evil that yeah. I think I just have to go with the skateboard. Yeah, that thing was really choice. No wheels, just. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Dark side Dave, where are you going? Or is that your answer? Yeah, I'm going lightsaber, dude. Oh, because totally the deers would fear you seriously? Well, I, I'm not, um, I've never been cool on my feet with like rollerblades or, or skateboards or none of that crap. Mm-hmm. You know, I have real bad balance and everything like that. And I figured if I got the lightsaber, you know what I'm saying? Going through the woods, you know, looking for the, yeah, that's good. That's, yeah. <laughs> I got to give you a lightsaber. Yeah, lightsaber. <laughs> Take the freaking tree right down. That's good stuff. Awesome. Yeah. All right. What what are you going to go for, Nick? Uh, I got to go a lightsaber because that just gives you a whole new out- attitude, outlook on things. Pretty you know, bad. Like, yeah, back yeah, to that future. is true, man. Even if you don't use it, just having it hang on your hip. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, first of all, all else aside, back, back to the future, bad memories for me. Oh, that's right. But, um, like, <laughs> he, he crapped his pants yeah. on a day. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I that's, see that's my... It. Come on, diarrhea! Yeah. <laughs> but I see myself, like... Diarrhea. <laughs> 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 Promotion or in Todd's office, and I got the yeah, I got the lightsaber going around. Like, <laughs> now you're gonna listen to me. Yeah. This is what he wants. Yeah, this I is what he's trick. gonna get. Yeah, it's gonna be. No cool. one gives the morning show what they need. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will give the morning show what they need. Okay, great. That's a good question. Who was that, Matt? Um, I threw it in the recycling bin. It was Sorry. Matt from Hard Hit in New Britain. Right on, Matt. All right, that's hypothetically. Good questions, people. Keep them coming. We'll do it again next week. Like I said, you get the idea. Hypothetical situations, it's that simple. Taking a break. Coming back. What are we doing next, Nick? 
Um, we're going to try to get Rob Dibble on the phone. His line's busy, right? What? Yeah, his line's been busy. Maybe he's on the line or something. But um, otherwise... Maybe you heard you say, we'll, we'll get Rob Dibble on the phone. Uh, okay, <laughs> otherwise, I got, I'm got. i sitting on so much behind-the-music reaction, and uh, certainly I'd like to address some of that. I mean, people have taken the time to write some letters, obviously something on their mind, so we can uh, get into some of that as well. So stick around for more D-Signer Radio. Uh, it's Radio 104. Right on. We've got a problem there. It needs to be cleaned out. Hey, D, what's up, man? This is Mike Lestay. Good morning, sunshine. My peeps are here. What is that? Snyder. I'm in your corner. I can see that. Radio 104. And now back to D. Snyder Radio. On Radio 104. All right, eight. We're going to address this behind the music. Deluge. But check out this story, Beth. This is just the beauty of the Euro sticker. For God's sake, people, are you listening? Listen to this. My family and I came up to Lake George in Upper State, New York for the weekend. We took a trip into town. We pulled into a coin meter parking area. Beth, have you ever been to Lake George? Yes, when I was very young. But very crowded. It's a tourist area, mm-hmm. and it is packed, okay? A lot of fun. Anyway, this uh, parking area holds about 100 cars, and the spaces are hard to find. A car is pulling out of a space, and a car passes me on my right, and is about to jump in front of me and take the spot that is going to be vacant, cutting this guy off. When this lady yells to her husband to stop the car pulling in front of me and hold the spot for me because I have a D Euro sticker on my car. There were a lot of people watching this lady scream out, (laughs) scream out D sticker. And by the time we all got out of the car, my entire family and I were answering questions about the D sticker. It was a scene. They, they was it? Wait a minute! Don't let this guy cut in there. That guy's got a euro. He's a peep. All right. Pretty nice. Out of state. There, there were people there from Canada. I didn't speak English well, but they wanted to know where they could get one for their car. I told you I was huge mm-hmm. in Canada. They also thought there was some kind of special power it provided people. <laughs> yes, it does have power. It does have power. Thank you for your letter, Bill. So, what are you waiting for? How come a euro isn't on your vehicle? There's like over 80 locations. Go to Radio104.com, click on the D-Euro icon. You'll see the entire list. Here are some new ones. Maybe there's a new one near you if you've been waiting for a location that's more convenient. In Ansonia, Family Laundry in Brantford, Brantford Hobbies and Strategic Environmental Solutions. In Clinton, Aragoni Detailing LLC and in Danbury, Gateway Country in H&D Automotive. In New Britain, there's Sherwin-Williams Paint Stores. In New Haven at Ted's Auto Center and Westville Gourmet. In stores at Bird Dog Liquors and in Trumbull at Lake and Main Service Center. In Vernon, find them at We Are Wireless in Wallingford at Cobra Automotive. In Waterbury, their town plot, spirit shop, and skate the planet. In Watertown at Depot Squares, Wine and Liquors, and Caravellos. No, not Caravellos. Cavallos, Italian specialty shop slash deli. In West Hartford, you can find them at the Racket Coop. And in Agawam, Mass, they're a country tr- jeep. In Amherst, Mass, they're at mailboxes, etc. And in Sag Harbor, Long Island, a tight line tackle. There you go. 
What a great story that was. Beautiful story. Okay. Can we do a, a little uh, BTM there? A little BTM behind the music because uh, Rob Dibble still unavailable. We don't even promote him anymore. That's okay. I have a feeling he'll be back in the fall. It's the summer time and a lot of people are on vacations and things are kind of kooky and crazy okay so uh yeah behind the music by the way it's going to be replaying all week long at different times but tonight 7 p.m if you haven't had a chance to see it the behind the music on my old band twisted sister uh flannel man writes to say even though you are a badass of rock and roll d you came across as this nice guy and also a family man and i bet you still are it's great to see that you and your wife and kids are still all together. It's very hard to find that in the famous world of today. You can be famous and have everything, but without family, we are nothing. No kidding, bro. I didn't blow that. I may have blown my career with this <laughs> sister, uh, but I may, did not blow that. And really, that's uh, a priority. To me, it is, at least. Okay. Here's one I just got done watching. Twisted Sister Behind the Music. I just want you to know that you got a peep for life. You didn't sugarcoat anything. That's why we'll always be a radio, you will always be a radio rock god. From Tony T. in Wallingford. Thank you, Tony. Ignaps writes, is first, I want to thank 104 and Rookies for the gathering the other night. Secondly, the Behind the Music show itself was a lot of fun to watch. It brought back a lot of memories. I have to tell you, though, some of those pictures from your shows, I'm sure you're going to get a lot of mail about the leather strap pseudo bondage type outfit. Yes, I have gotten a lot of that. Oh, here it is. I guess you really are half a heap. P.S. Some of those jeans you were wearing were more than we wanted to see, too. Everybody just stop looking at my genitals. All right? I don't know what we is your problem. We would if we could. Yeah. I would Can't like to them. stop, but they're all over the place. <laughs> These nuts. Begging for them to have a face shot. <laughs> assaulted. I felt violated, frankly. Uh, <laughs> is that sexual harassment? I don't think it, it might wasn't be. on the job. Hmm. Uh, Mark Thunder says the respect he has for me has tripled after watching that. Uh, Priscilla says uh, TS is behind the music was as was uneventful as Bon Jovi's. No drinking, drugs, or girl stories. Just the truth. Good to know there are bands out there who are dedicated to music and not just the good times associated with the music. And you're dedicated to your wife and family. Uh, thank you for that. Mary from Manchester. I watched the show with my eight-year-old. He couldn't believe that was a guy from the radio. <laughs> Thanks for all the memories from my youth. I can't believe it either. Uh, okay, Mrs. Grizzly Adams says the part that stuck out most in my mind was Mark the Animal. Now I see why he's called the Animal. He came out with the comment, I wanted D dead. Then he added that he wouldn't do it himself, but a plane crash would be fine. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was kind of funny. <laughs> well, I don't know if it was funny, but anyway. Uh, Missy from Southington says, since I'm only 22, I was a bit young when Twisted Sister was in their prime, but I definitely know, especially after Behind the Music, that you rock, D. Thank you very much. And you definitely were a cutie as a kid. However, the dark hair, afro, and mustache you sported in your early years as a rocker did scare me a bit. I ever. <laughs> <laughs> we were all a little frightened. Oh, my God. You were well, a cute kid. I, I didn't, we didn't mention that, but, but those pictures were cute. What happened? Uh, 
Uh, D, good job on VH1. You made us proud. That's from SparkPest. Thank you, SparkPest. Um, okay, Crazy Chris, a.k.a. Amy, says, I watched the Behind the Music. I noticed that Mark, the bassist, mentioned a word from Psycho Dan's game. He mentioned megalomaniac when he was talking about <laughs> you you and leader of the pack. P.S., what were you thinking with that cover song? Okay. I used to play that. We played Twisted Play on for years. It was on our first release. I had <laughs> never cuts. seen that video where you guys pull up your flies and then yeah. do the dramatic half yeah. spin. You never saw that? Well, that was no. that was really fun. That was funny. We were taking a piss on the side of the road. Something you got to do when you're out there riding. Oh, let's see. We got here. Uh, D, what can I say? Wow. I never liked Twisted Sister when you were hot, D. I was, oh, this is from Howie the Man. I was working, creating my family, no time for MTV. I met you at the hockey game. I found you to be a good guy. Now I know all the things that made you the good guy you are today. You had it tough and you survived. And no matter what anyone says, D, you can tell them to lick these nuts. You say that, actually? I'm, I think, we, I don't know, I did already. Uh, Pat, thank you, Howie. That was nice. Subject behind the sisters from Ganja Guy, a.k.a. Pat Page in New Haven. Boy, it's great. I'm a faithful peep from New Haven and recall your recent talks about Mark the Animal. And now seeing him here and hearing him talk about what he wanted to do to you, I don't know why he is pissed that you talk about it. Oh, he's a wild one for sure. I just want to say great show. Oh, what he's saying is, you know, he was asked me not to talk about what we were discussing and then this thing airs and he's talking about killing me on international television thanks now when they kept referring to you as, when the narrator did who I always that narrator is really great when he kept referring to you guys as the sisters is that what they used to call you? Uh, twisted mm -hmm. um, sister they would call us a sister you're going to see sister tonight uh, I guess some people would say the sisters. I didn't hear that one a lot. It was either Twisted or Sister or mm -hmm. TS or something like that, or Twisted Effing's sister was a mm -hmm. lot, you know. Uh, hey, okay. did they edit that? I figure they must have edited that. In your concerts, did you say we no. are Twisted Sister? Always a Twisted Effing Sister, but that one concert we heard me saying that, that was a couple occasions I was on live TV. Oh, okay. And one was the MTV special, so I had to, you know, I'm not going to do it on live mm -hmm. TV. Just screw on myself. Uh, oh, Adam Reese Berlin wants to know if I knew uh, that they were going to have the 11 a.m. showing. We promoted the 9 p.m. showing. No, I had no idea. That's called a sneak preview. And then somebody sent me an email that there was going to be a sneak preview on Sunday. So, no, I didn't know. I would have told you about that. Are you kidding? And then he said, um, I must say you really got, must have got the censor mad when you talked about being hit by the excrement. By the way, I wasn't hit. I didn't even know they threw it. Somebody <laughs> saw it on the stage. Oh, my God. If I got hit, I really would be beside myself. Uh, let's see. His letter says, What I learned the most from the TS behind the music was that no matter how bad times got for you, you just kept your head high and did what you had to do for you and your family. And what's even more believable is you did, not, you did it without turning into a total drug addict. I'm sure most people in that kind of situation would turn to hardcore drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought about it. Um, it seems like you took life's bumps along the way really good. It makes me proud to be a fan of D. Snyder. You're a peep, Farah. P.S. Tell Nick I said hi since he won't ever return my email. Will you return an email to Farah, Nick? Uh, all right, whatever. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> Uh, okay. Just, yeah, I don't want to talk right. about that. Here's one that says, D, who the hell does this Ray Mendoza think he is? <laughs> 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 
Well, Garrett from Torrance. It's a friend of Steve Snyder's, I think. Yeah. yeah. He, he, Steve and Ray used to hang out quite a bit. They, they were quite popular. And the last letter is from the prophet. Um, it says, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but the other night when we were all went down to Rookies for the Twisted Sister Behind the Music, Darkseid was stopped at the door and told he wasn't allowed to wear his do-rag oh, yeah. into the bar. That was yeah. a big scene. Why? Can you believe that? They said they were gang colors. I almost left. <laughs> what color what were you happened? wearing? I had a gray one on. I told the guy. I was telling the the bouncer, doorman, whatever the hell he was. I was like, look, this, is, uh, this isn't New Britain. This is freaking Cromwell. What kind of gangs? Oh, it's gang affiliated. I said, it's... It's gray. I've seen every other And he other knew color. you were with the station? Yeah, I told him. I said, but what kind of gang am I in? I'm a, I'm a, I work at a radio station. That's not a freaking gang. Scottish gang. gang. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, with the kilts and all. But no, he, he wouldn't let me in. So I Power contemplating trip. just like leaving, you know. I'm like, I can't take off the do-rag, you know. Yeah, I thought Power we got trip. in. Well, I think. Yeah, I, that's what it was. No, 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 no. I think that's that's obviously something that they have to do there. Mm -hmm. But in um, Cromwell? Well, I mean, they're not going to do it for any reason. I could see, you know, fights. He's a celebrity. He's there I'm wearing a representing the station. And, and shorts. I'm not packing a gat, for God's sakes. Well, what, color, what gang has gray anyway? None that I can remember. The gray gang. They're melancholy. Yeah, but that's their policy there. What are you going to... I mean, when we walked in, I was like, uh-oh, here we go. Because, you know, they told him that they had he had to take off the do-rag. And I thought they were kidding, so I start laughing. Yeah, me too. And Darkseid starts laughing, and then the guy's like, no. And then I knew they weren't kidding. And then Darkseid starts like, I ain't going in. So then I tried to compromise a little bit and that didn't work and uh, I was just well, like what, you want to say, I, well, what if he wears it as a kerchief well no I <laughs> couldn't believe I, you know I went with the whole station thing I'm like he's working the event do you know you know who he is we're the ones why everybody's here tonight they're all waiting for us and it's just like doesn't matter he's like I can't let him in so whatever happened I mean the guy was like small too I was about to toss him but oh he had somebody get Darks out of D-Day yeah, hat yeah putting on a D-Day hat Wow, so you really had to take it off. I compromised, mm. yeah. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. I, don't know if I, I don't think I would have done it myself. I, was, I, remember, I remember like being in a situation, so I said, okay, I'm playing here tonight. You know, let me in, bye. And then they come running out after me. So, uh, but I, that's me, you know. Mm -hmm. Mr. Vegas. <laughs> I'm D-damn it. I get away with you that crap. But I appreciate that you, that you yeah, did that, right. even though I think that was completely screwed up. Yeah, I was compromising my I mean, style. He's effectively wearing his his outfit, his uniform. You know what I mean? I mean, there's places that say that you know that baseball caps aren't allowed because they you know they they cause problems. Well, you know, I mean, if you if you're a performer, and that's part of your act, a part of your look, every freaking picture we got has him with a do rag or a baseball cap on. Mm -hmm. uh, I know. I don't think I've seen warm. his hair. I mean, it's one publicity shot with his hair out. In ages. But it's, it's part of his redneck, hillbilly look. That's what people know him as. Oh, hey. Scumbag. Here's the superstar, Mudbone. Hi, hey. Eva. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings. Oh, yeah, superstar. Boy, did you superstar. position yourself well for that behind the music. <laughs> well, you know, just doing my part, you know? <laughs> this is the first time we've seen you since then. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've been um with the boots and the cowboy hats, you know, doing yeah. my thing. Did you see? Did you see the behind the music? Oh yes, I seen it. 
Did you see when they turned the camera on that room? Total glare blocking out Nick and Sean, and you're just up there smiling. What's going on? Yeah. You know, however, sometimes I have to get myself in the right position. You however. did. <laughs> worked it. You, oh, cool. You totally worked that room. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. The only bad so side is that they, they thought Nick's laugh was yours. Oh, bad. Sorry, <laughs> <No>. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> they thought that was you. Oh, yeah. So did you get a FUBU endorsement yet? <laughs> Not yet. I'm working on something right now. So. Okay. <laughs> you work on that. Well, it's good to see you, Mudbone. Thank you, All right, and tomorrow's going to be brand new on the road with Mudbone, by the way. So, And the summer's winding down, so who knows where he'll be now. Let's take a break. Come back. Time for What Do We Learn Today? The phone number is 860-666-4444. And in today's prize pack, which includes the usual uh, D. Snyder Radio t-shirt and the autographed photo, we also have the Twisted Forever uh, tribute CD that's out in stores now on Koch Records. It's, uh, 16 tracks and a lot of bands like Lit and Seven Dust are on there. And then old school like Motorhead and Anthrax and hardcore like Cradle of Filth and Nashville Pussy. It's even Twisted's on there somewhere. It's pretty cool. So call now. Join the party. Make it good. Win a prize pack. It's D. Snyder Radio. What have we learned today is next. It's Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. Call D now. 666-4444. You may not love me now, but I can try, try, try. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. I'm trying to convince people that this is actually happening. On Radio 104. That struck me as funny for some reason. What's that? The quote that they had on that sweeper in there. Oh. I'm trying to convince people this is actually happening. <laughs> <laughs> Taking out of context, it's quite humorous. Hey, uh, Genghis John's got some uh, gladiator names. Gladiator names for all of us guys. Ooh. Well, Nick, we named Fagus Among Us yesterday. Uh, he says Dark Side would be Harriest Best Artist. <laughs> uh, Sean would be Biggest Guttus. Psycho is Maddest Maximus. <laughs> and I would be Mulletus Majorus. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't think uh, I could say that name you got there, Dark Side. <laughs> it's good stuff, though. <laughs> I think it could be a little Philatus uh, uh, penis or something like that <laughs> for Sean or somebody. All right. Uh, we've got to do with what do we learned today. we got to get the hell out of here. So uh, we got any sponsors, Dark Side? Yeah, what do we learned today is brought to you by Planned Parenthood of Connecticut. Call 800-230-PLAN. Visit them on the web at www.ppct.org or check their booth at Radio 104 Fest. Also brought to you by Ricardo's Music Center in East Hartford, West Hartford, East Windsor. Now in the shops at 30 Plaza and in Vernon. And brought to you by the Spy Shop. Camera systems, nanny cams, military patches, t-shirts, security system, a whole bunch more. The Spy Shop, True True Technology. Call 860-628-2075. They sing. What we learned, what we learned today. What we learned, what we learned, what we learned today. Well, 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 Alice from Bristol, how are you? It's Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland. How you doing, Allison? I'm doing good. That's good. What did you learn today, Allison? Well, I caught a little bit of hypothetically this morning, and um, from what I heard, I think the police are going to be keeping a very close eye on Darkside's house. <laughs> Harboring yeah. fugitives, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, he's doing, yeah. He said you kind of implied that you do that, like, on a regular basis. Uh, I have, but not lately. 
Not anymore. You're clean. No, you got I'm, a family. Clean, yeah. you, you don't want to bring any of that. Yeah, living the straight life. That's right. You don't want any of that heat brought down on you. No, no, no. I understand what he's saying. Well, Beth Lockwood. Well, I was glad to learn that I wasn't the only one who thought that your package got more screen time than Eddie Ojeda during the Twisted Sister behind the music. <laughs> Well, Chaz opened that one wide. Was this a big discussion yesterday? Well, Nick, obviously it turned into one, yeah. <laughs> you know? I thought Chaz would, would, uh, would uh, find that um, an appealing characteristic. Yeah. She seems adventurous. Yeah. I, she seems like she may have been at a few rock concerts in her day. Well, but I, you're a co-worker. Yeah, I think she was just taken aback by... <laughs> How much it, it was assaulted just, the camera? Yeah, it was out <laughs> there. Like, Stop like, looking at my crotch. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking me out, dude. Okay, I'm just a person like you. Uh, let's talk to Les from Wallingford. Good morning, Les. Hey, how's it going, D? It's going good, man. What'd you learn today, bro? I learned Nick likes to kiss your ass from everything from watching scary movies in the dark to not about cheating on your wife. Oh, you mean he's like agreeing with me on everything today? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Are you trying to uh, sidle up to me there, Nicholas? No, I don't agree with you on a lot of things. It's just well, coincidence. You're saying it's all coincidence? Yeah. You're no Sean? I'm no Sean. I'm not okay. on all fours in your office. <laughs> that was a hell of a story. That was a hell of a story. I can't, sorry, you, people who just tuned in, it's too big to get into, but Sean was on all fours in Todd's office, picking <laughs> up things from the floor. Leave it at that. Uh, yes, that's what he says he was Come doing, on, but you have to do it on all fours? <laughs> really uncalled for, Sean. I'm I mean, not take, defending myself anymore. Just yeah, there's not enough time. We're almost out of show. Okay. Uh, Dark Side Day. <laughs> What the hell did you learn, pal? Well, I learned that, um, well, ugly people don't make as much money as the uh, better-looking folks out there, which really pisses me off. You're not ugly. (laughs) Well, I obviously ain't the most handsome character in the world because I'm not Judging by your salary. Yeah, I'm not getting crap from this company. (laughs) Judging by your salary, you're hideous. Judging by my salary, I'm an elephant man. (laughs) (laughs) Look away, please. Don't look at me. <laughs> look away. I'm idiot. I'm idiot. You're an attractive man. You should be making much more. I know. Tell yes, that to Paula. Should. Yeah. Just a matter. Of, maybe it's the do rag. Let's talk to, maybe yeah. Paula doesn't find you attractive. Is that what you're saying? I'm in a gang. That's what it is. Yeah. Let's talk to Noah from North Haven. Good morning, Noah. Hey. I learned today that the only reason Darkseid's a crappy hunter is because he doesn't have his lightsaber yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you would need. Yeah. Oh, man, he'd be deadly. There wouldn't be a tree left in the forest if he had a lifesaver. <laughs> There'd be deer everywhere. Everywhere. No There'd be trees. deer everywhere, but no trees. <laughs> oh, no tree is safe with Dark Side's Abe. Nicholas. Yeah. Oh, Rocky. Yeah, if I, if I saw Rocky on the street, I'd be like... Hey, yo, okay. Rocco. Yeah, I'd just give him one of those in like a fist pump or something. You know what I mean? That's about Rocco. it. Yeah. <laughs> but I ain't going to bother the guy. 
Uh, I have to say, what I learned today is really similar to what Darkseid learned. But uh, I have to throw that study out the window because on the opposite end of Darkseid, I find myself to be one of the most handsome men out there. <laughs> and uh, that oh, ain't So work. you use it as proof to discredit it, yeah, the this, study. This study, yeah, because... You should be in Bill Gates' league. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So... Um, yeah, uh, what's up with that? In the eyes of Clear Channel and the powers that be, I'm a pretty ugly guy, you know? Don't worry, son. You're going to get handsomer. <laughs> All right, let's take a last one, last call from... We got Jay from Wolkit. Jay, what's going on, man? Hey, babe, what's up? How are you? What did you learn today, Jay? Well, what I learned was that uh, Sean got caught in Todd's office yesterday wearing a thong and a tube top while cleaning up the mess that was made in there. What I didn't hear was, was he still, was he still wearing uh, Todd's favorite leash and high heels when Nick walked in? Oh, God. Quite an imagination, Jay. You know, the tube top and thong was bad enough, Jay, but add the high heels and leash and lipstick. Oh, oh, hold on a second, man. Oh, my God, you're a sick bastard. Uh, You know what I learned? I learned I better not try and quit this show because Darkside Dave will do to me what he did to his nads. For Moonchild, have you guys hold me down and fart on the pillow and shove yeah. it in my face? <laughs> so I'm here for the duration, I guess. Got to deal with that. I guess just no bagpipe solos. Learn that from behind the music on Moonchild. All right, read him and weep there, Sean. What do we got? Oh, oh. Come on, squeal. Anyway. Alice in Wonderland learned that the police are going to be keeping a watchful eye on Darkseid's house from now on. Les from Wallingford learned that Nick likes to kiss your ass because he's agreeing with everything you say today. Noah from North Haven learned that the only reason Darkseid's a crappy hunter is because he doesn't have a lightsaber yet. NJ from Wolcott, the real funny guy that he is, learned that I got caught wearing a tube top and thong in Todd's office yesterday, but he didn't hear whether or not I was wearing Todd's favorite leash. You're clearly gay. And, and high heels. Nothing to say about that. <laughs> Come on, squeal. Squeal. <laughs> All in favor of Jay, say aye. Oh, I liked uh, Noah. I liked Noah. <laughs> yeah, oh. I like Noah. <laughs> but, but Jay's good, too. <laughs> what about you, Dark Side? Aye, definitely Jay. What about you, Nick? Oh, I, I gotta go with Jay. Come on. Jay's the man. Sorry, Sean. We're outnumbered. Thank you, Beth. Yeah, man. four-star rating on that from uh, Psycho or no? Yes, you did. (laughs) You can't go wrong. He gives the rating system, and and if it's a Sean thing, it always gets four stars. No matter how bad or good it is, it gets four stars because it's Sean. All right, man, you got the prize pack with the uh, Twisted Tribute CD in there as well, okay, man? Awesome, bro. Thanks. All right, hold on a second. We'll hook you up. Alice, Les, Noah, thank you. Not today. Got to go. Running late. Let me just tell you this quickly. Okay. Tomorrow on D-Side Radio, brand new On the Road with Mudbone and Sagan Voss. Do you need more than that? I don't think so. Remember tonight, if you didn't see Behind the Music, but you want to see it again, the one on my band, my old band, that is, 7 p.m. on VH1. Uh, and I think we got just about everything covered, don't we, Nicholas? Yeah, but the I got to tell you, the Lizard guy is coming in tomorrow. So be. Oh, that's right, that's yeah. right. Sobey's got this guy because their whole thing is with the lizard, Beth. Yep. You know, uh, and they've got this uh, this transhumanist is what you call him. He's a Captain Howdy esque character, a person who's transforming himself into a lizard by 
uh, by by tattoos, some uh, surgeries, implants. Uh, I believe I've heard about this guy. I would I wouldn't be surprised if he has a if he doesn't have a split tongue. Ooh. Because they do that. They split their tongues, Beth. Okay. Because this guy doesn't have a split tongue, and he wants to be a, a lizard. What are you waiting for, pal? Everybody's doing it. I've seen a split tongue. It will creep you out, Beth, because they can wiggle the two sides separately. I'm prepared to be creeped out. Okay. So it'll be coming in tomorrow as well. It's going to be a big day. Stick around. Will Cow's up next. Where are you going to go? And don't forget, Chaz, big announcement regarding a regarding Tool and a concert, right?